Hey there, guys. Welcome to episode 22 of the Absent Minded Podcast. We're recording the show on the beautiful October 28th, 2019. My name is Travis Stockton at Ray Charles Art. And as always, I will be hosting you down this quite stuffed episode full of mystery, intrigue, most fuck importantly, ups. some news. Yeah, some fuck ups, but some news as well. Uh, with me across the table to my immediate right is Ethan Newbolt. You said a direction again. I'm straight in front of you. You're to my immediate right. I don't Jesus know how many times I have to explain this to you. <laughs> if you go around the table, I don't find a single person if I'm going right until I get to you. That makes your immediate right. Now, if someone was like halfway there, I could see it that, that being an issue. But oh, who's that voice? Is that a voice we recognize? <laughs> I think that might be Andrew Crandall. Oh, hey there, everybody. At Andrew Loves Video Games. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we've had a week. This is a week where I, I pulled up the doc today, making some final edits before we get to the show, and it felt like all of this shit I'm reading has happened like two weeks ago. I don't know why. I think just so many things happened like right after we recorded last week. What's up there? Let me read. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in about an hour. Yeah, wait, We're wait, going to catch up on the news. I'm a fast reader. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> if this is your first time listening, which I doubt it, we got a really passionate fan base out there these days. This is After My Podcast. We're going to talk to you about all the video game industry news that we deem worthy of your time, as well as some more nerd culture stuff every now and again. Mostly it's strictly video games today. I'm looking at the doc. Yeah. That's the crowd cheering. Is that the crowd cheering? <laughs> <laughs> you can find all of our shows, as well as our sideshow, Absent Minded Watches, where we've been watching every single theatrical release video game movie. Live action only. That's a good fucking show. It's a good show. It's you getting better and better. You guys should watch that. Listen, you find that at AbsentMindedPodcast.com or your podcast listening platform of choice, such as iTunes or Spotify, where it would be really great if you guys started leaving more reviews. We got a few up there. You start leaving five-star reviews. Don't leave a review if you're not going to leave a five-star review. Yeah, we don't want that. Um, we don't want those. Or anything. You know, we're we're giving you five stars here every day. Well, one twice a week, but we're giving you all five of the stars. So give us a five star review. Helps That's other people find stars. us. Yeah, helps us fight the algorithm. Yeah, it's a whole ten stars. Who's giving you ten stars? Nobody, except for us. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Absent Minded Pod or individually at the handles that you all know by now. We tell you every week. And also at AskMyPodcast.com. If you got anything you want to leave us, you can tell us in a voice message. I, know I, I, I forgot to tell you all the last few times, but we, we love the voice messages. We want some voice messages. We want some comments, concerns, what your dog did this week. You want my phone number so you can text me? I'll, <laughs> I'll give it to you. I'll give you my phone number. And while you're there, you can also donate through the listener support program. We're accepting either $1, $5, or $10 via that program just to help pay for all the tacos we eat. We eat a lot of tacos. We could probably cut back. Maybe if you just want to give the dollar, that's fine. I, yeah. I understand. We probably don't need that many tacos, but one dollar won't buy a taco. Boy, do I mean, we enjoy it. I guess it's fine. I mean, you can get two tacos with a dollar or jack in the box. We'd be downgrading our taco quality a little bit, but quite a lot. I'd say it'd keep you full. That's true. It'd yeah. keep you full and satisfied and able to record again the following week because each and every week we're going to go live on Friday at 10 a.m. With a new episode, but that's that. We're done. We're done with the intro. We're done with all the boring stuff. Guys, what's been going on this week? Boring. <laughs> Mediocre? Mediocre. A lot of couple days of modern warfare. Uh, a lot of couple days. A lot of couple days. <laughs> yeah, just jacking it. 
Just jacking it. So play through the campaign of Modern Warfare, which I think we're going to talk about later. Yeah, we'll get into that closer. Well, I, I kind of structured the uh, our what's the score segment around okay. uh, around those two games. I got some segues for you today, folks. You oh. want to stay tuned for sweet, down? sweet segues. They're all in here. Oh, okay. They're all up in the big old meat sack of my brain. Brain sack. Meat sack. Oh, it's a sack. For it's your, all meat. It's when a you sack get right for your down brain. to it. Is it in a sack? I mean, it's a hollow cavern. First off, no, maybe would, yours is, mine is. No, it's hollow, but with the brain in there. That like, means it's, it's not hollow. hollow. It's hollow for the brain. God, this is what happens when people with no brain start speaking. <laughs> There's got to be a brain in there. That's, impo- <laughs> that's impossible. Shut up. You're stupid. Just a, You're stupid. A highly advanced nervous system and a, a ratatouille in there just, <laughs> pulling, just pulling the strings. strings. Make it even. It's a cheeseburger. If it's, yeah, a, it's, if a it's che- anything. Just, just a sentient he's cheeseburger. He's just like Plankton from just Spongebob whenever he goes in, con- in control Spongebob yeah. from the inside. But uh, <laughs> Ethan, you've actually I did broken some, tradition I and played some, some games this week. I actually did some stuff this week. You, you played something called Burly Minute C. I did, yeah. It was a little uh, PlayStation Plus game that was like a an extra side PlayStation Plus game. Like I really can't remember what the two big ones were that month. But I don't know how I missed this. I claim everything. Yeah, it was definitely on there because I would never download something like this for not free. <laughs> Let's be honest. Come on. Um, yeah, and it's just this cute little like there is no uh, there's no voice acting. It's all uh, pretty sure the guy did the voices like just with his mouth because there's a lot of like, huh. Like there's a lot of like suction noises where it's clearly somebody just going like, you know, Carl Lewis, the guy from the police academy movies. Yeah. Wait, that <laughs> stuff. Yeah, that is exactly what no, I'm talking I think about. I, you, you, I, police academy. Yeah, I know. I know exactly. But yeah, no, but not, I think I not Carl remembered Lewis. his name wrong. Not yeah, Carl yeah, yeah, Lewis. <laughs> but uh, yes, and it's about these three uh, bearded brothers, brave. What's his name? Brave Beard. Uh, I can't remember the name. It doesn't. Taser face. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they just. It's a little like select your route. So you have like little pivotal decisions in the story. The beginning plays out the same and most of the endings are kind of similar because mm. they're just a path and you make small decisions like two or three throughout your playthrough and they affect it slightly and you have like a little different outcome and it's cute and it's like whimsical and it was really nice and it took me all of like two hours or four hours. I don't remember. Yeah. I was going slow. So I was a little bite size. I wasn't, I wasn't rushing through it and I got a nice little platinum out of it for, for my time and my effort. Hell yeah. Yeah, So it was nice. It was cute. (laughs) I liked it. I I wouldn't say I recommend it for everybody, but you know, if you like playing through stuff multiple times, this is a, this is a cute one. Maybe if you have some kids also, it might be cute to play it with them. Or if you like burly men or the sea, definitely. If you like burly men, not a hairy chest, modern warfare, but, yeah, we're gonna get in. We're gonna save the modern warfare, yeah, because we all we all we but put I, quite a bit of time into it. But I did play it. Yeah, I put a day. I put a day. Twenty four solid hours, no sleep, no, no nothing. I finished Fire Emblem Three Houses. Nice, Congrats. I completed that. It's so funny because as I was playing, I think uh, I don't remember if it was you guys or another friend of mine, but someone asked me if I was gonna play again for the other routes. It wasn't me. Okay. I think I asked you that. There's like four routes in the mm-hmm. game, and I didn't think I was gonna want to. And now that I've gotten to the end, I'm kind of like, ooh. I think I will like this is one I'm going to keep installed for a while. I think because I do want to go back and play with the other houses and do some other different different gonna, decisions you make throughout the game or whatever. You're going to get that persona itch until persona comes out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. And I'm going to go into it again right away. We just have so many other. Well, not necessarily all of us. We but I have so many other things I want to play 
Well, especially coming up year. here in the next like yeah, there's a lot week or out. two, and oh like, yeah, month. stuff coming yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got Death Stranding right around the corner. Star Wars Jedi November is a big month for games. I still want to play Sayonara Wild Hearts and Astral Chain on my Switch. Uh, Luigi's Mansion just came out today. I forgot about that. Oh completely. wow, yeah. So that's out now. Uh, so I, I I can't say Hey Fire Emblem. Here's another fifty hours of my life right away. You can't commit to, to but any, I do know I'm, I'm committed to right in the now. future. It's it has not left my my catalog. It's not like I'm. Uh, it's not my. It's on your bang. It deletes. It's on your bang list. It. Yeah, it's it's happening. Yeah, my bang list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then also, I I played the Outer Wilds for like an hour. Yeah, what did you think? I because I wasn't into it. And I want to clarify because we're going to be talking about another game. Oh wait, soon yeah, called sorry. the Outer Worlds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. this is the Outer Wilds. This came out a, a few months ago. I think it just released on PS4. Oh, okay. I like thought you played it on like Games Pass or something. I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I didn't buy this. I, I played it because it was on Game Pass. This one, it's kind of weird. I think it's like a, it's basically, it's not procedurally generated, but it's almost like a, a roguelike where you find out very quickly. And this is kind of spoilers, but honestly, it's been out for a while. This game can didn't you, tickle my fancy. click so I can maybe see it? Sorry, I don't want to uh, This you. didn't tickle my fancy the way it did like so many other people, apparently. So I don't really mind spoiling this for you guys. If you cared you would have gone and found it. You need to play this game by now. It's, it's sure. been out for six months on yeah. Xbox and PC, but it's kind of a roguelike. It's, it's got like a cell shaded sort of aesthetic. You wake up on like out in the, the woods with a buddy and like a campfire. And quickly you kind of find out that you're part of this alien race on a rock who has been making a spaceship that you are going to launch off in and explore the solar system that you're in. And I think you like solve a mystery of some sort okay. or something. And the the kink with this game is that you always have like a maximum of like an hour, I think, before the game ends and you wake back up where you were. Oh, really? Because I didn't even get that far. Yeah. But back the things started. Yeah. Or? At the very start where you wake back up and you're like, looking at the stars. So it's kind of like a minute, but just a little bit longer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, two minutes. <laughs> the 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 twist with it is that as you discover things throughout this solar system, you you update your ship log with the things you've discovered, like, oh, yeah, sure. We found this derelict ship on this this uh, asteroid. So you like, have to we, have progress. Somehow. Yeah, we yeah. found this relic that shows that like this other alien race was here and you have like a translator so you can read like old logs and stuff like that. And it all that's updated and saved into your ship log. And so when you restart your your game, that's still there. It's kind of like No Man's Sky a little bit. Yeah, and it kind of tells you, oh there's this and this left to discover on this area and it's like check marks and stuff. And you slowly right. start piecing together the story of like whatever's going on in the solar system. It was totally not my kind of game though. It's a little too slow and doesn't really, I don't know. It's not that it doesn't explain stuff or whatever, but I just, it just didn't grab me. Like I played for like an hour. I gave it a little bit of time and it just didn't sit well. That's how I felt about um, it. I can't tell if it's just the screenshots, but it does not look great. It's like an AA game. It's not triple A. It's sure. Yeah. yeah, I think it's running on Unreal Engine Four. It's, Two A's double. It's not meant to be like a super like graphical showcase or anything like that. It's a fairly simple indie yeah, yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, no, I, this one I must have just kind of slid by me. I don't know. Yeah, well, it doesn't surprise me that you would have never heard of this. So, like, only if like you were a part of like Games Pass, that's the only reason that I had ever heard of it. It reminds me a lot of a more focused No Man's Sky. If you want something that's maybe more relaxing and doesn't have. Like there's that timer overall, but it's not like your progression's halted or anything. If you want something where you just shoot off into space and like fly, you can just keep fly over that. to another planet. Like yeah. those systems were pretty interesting. Like you, once you launch off the planet, like there's no loading screens or anything. Like you launch from this planet, and you like see that there's a sun in the center of this solar system and shit orbiting around it. 
Luckily, they have like an autopilot where you can click like, oh, I want to go to this area and it'll, the so ship will guide the you there. Time, yeah. But if you wanted to, you could fucking just free ball it and like try to like propulse yourself in that direction and target, aim your space stuff, whatever. And I'm, I'm no astronaut. Okay? What movie is that? Yeah. Where she does that? Uh, slingshot is that, around is that the, interstellar? Slingshot around the black hole. It's like every space. Oh, yeah. They that do was an yeah. They do like, all these things. She like had to. Miller's yeah, plan is out there. Okay, time dilation. Oh, are you talking about the one with Sandra Bullock? Yeah, oh, what Galaxy. Was that? Galaxy. Is that it? Galaxy. No, no. I don't oh, think yeah, that was, was it. But you know what I'm talking about. That's exactly the one I'm talking about. Yeah, it's Sandra Bullock, George Clooney. Gravity. Red, gravity. Sorry. That's it. Yeah. It was a G. But so that Something was out of while. spacey. <laughs> yeah, the reason I was playing all this because I was like, I was trying to kill time until the Outer Worlds came out. Drew and I have just been like itching to play this game. I was just going through my Game Pass shit and seeing what I already had installed. And another thing I had installed because of another game coming out is Star Wars The Force Unleashed. Mm-hmm. I had the, the Xbox 360 game. I had that installed on there. It's backwards compatible on Xbox. has a 4K patch. Fallen Order is coming out. I remember liking this game a lot, so I booted it up, and I'm getting ready to play it, and I'm in the first cutscene where, like, spoilers, you play as Darth Vader for the first mission of this yeah. game. He lands on this planet, and there's, like, a cutscene, and all of a sudden, the cutscene starts slideshowing on me. And it's, clear, it's like a pre-recorded video, and it's just, and I say slideshow is in one frame. I thought the game was just frozen, and I'm like smashing buttons. And as I go to turn off the Xbox, it moves another frame forward. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck. I tried to turn it off. The power button's not responding. Oh, fuck. Finally, I'm like, well, shit. So I just pull the cord out from the back. Wait like 30 seconds, as you do. Plug it back in, turn it on. I get a startup error code, which I did not even know it existed on Xbox. Ouch. E105 or something. Yeah. I get on Google. I say, what happened to my Xbox? Reddit, what happened? And I I find the Microsoft troubleshooter. It's just like factory reset that thing. There's no other Uh options. It's just factory reset. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Because what is nice about Xbox is all your saves are in the cloud automatically. You don't have to do anything fancy. It's all backed up. My internet's so fast, I can reinstall all these games anyway. I never touch the Xbox so it doesn't really matter that I can't like immediately go back and play Star Wars. So I'm like, fuck it, factory reset thing. It'll take five seconds to set up. It reboots the factory reset, boots back into the system error with a new error code. Fuck. E102. Oh, no. <laughs> and so I try a couple more times, and it's just like, it's so fucked, it can't even factory reset itself. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's just coming out of nowhere. I've been playing Gears 4 not long ago. Uh-huh. I've been like on and off playing my Xbox recently, but yeah. overall, very little usage like on this thing. Like it mostly just sits there. It's my got direct like TV less box than was running to it. Miles on yeah, exactly. It. <laughs> it was basically my turn it on to watch football. Machine. He and just drove it to work. Like, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, so I was like, okay, this thing's fucked. So I had to sign, start up a, a repair. Luckily, I, f- I did not know this. There's a Microsoft store in the Woodlands Mall. Oh, nice. And they don't, because it's a mall, they don't close till like 10 o'clock, and this is like 7. So I went on the website, set up a repair request, and they were like, oh, your appointment's at like 7.30. I was like, cool. Threw that fucking thing in the back of my car, drove up there. They took it in the back, took a look at it, and then they were like, oh, it needs to be factory reset. I was like, I know. <laughs> I, looked I couldn't it up. <laughs> get it to work, I, but do whatever you got to do. And somehow when they had it plugged in on their shit, they were able to factory reset it just fine. So luckily, no added cost payment. I thought I was going to have to fucking replace my Xbox One X. And what's so funny is I got back home, went through the first time setup and shit. Right. Got logged in. Mm-hmm. Cloud saves are downloaded. I download Star Wars Force Unleashed, load up a couple of, like I redownload my Outer Worlds preload. Man, I don't even know that. if I would like be brave enough to go back to Star Wars. It wasn't Star Wars that did it. It was like 
I think it's the internal hard drive failing. Okay. But I don't know for sure because they said, oh, try to, it could just be a corrupt update. Typical Microsoft Windows, like, <laughs> bug shit. Yeah. Anyway, boot it up. Played that whole first mission of the Force Unleashed and was like, I don't like this game. It's just really old and wow. it's just not as fun as I remember it being. Did you even get to the part where you're like the the other guy? Or I like finished the Darth Vader mission uh-huh. and I was like, nah, putting this away. I don't wow. actually want to play this this wow. bad and uninstalled it, but okay. it was just funny that that was the one that triggered my issue and then I was like, I don't even really care. <laughs> Wasn't even worth the trouble. Wasn't even worth the trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so my Xbox is safe now, luckily. But that was I remember letting you guys know it's Slack it's and weird. I was like. Oh, uh, my Xbox is acting weird. Yeah, I remember that. And five minutes later, I was like, it's just fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> so I was convinced I was just going to be out in Xbox. Other than that, that was my fucking week in video games, uh, besides the things we'll be talking about later. Fun. But now, guys, wow. I think it's time for a game of What's the Score? We got a lot of games that came out this week. Yep. A lot. It's five. That's two more than the most we've done it's five and also there were more than that it's just some of the other ones are games we don't care that's about. one hand these are five big noteworthy worth mentioning games yeah one hand. first on our list is medieval we talked about this a couple weeks ago how we all tried the demo out it's actually out out in time for halloween Ooh, uh for people that don't know medieval was a uh one of the Almost like mascot level entries on the original PlayStation, like yeah. as far as like recognizable characters for the time. I remember playing the demo on like a portable PlayStation and GameStop. Yeah, uh, so Daniel Fortescue, a slightly inept and long dead knight, accidentally resurrected by his greatest enemy, the evil sorcerer Zarok. I mean, it's like a platformer. You got a knight or a sword and a shield and throw a knife. You got a knight. Like you fight with a knight. Yeah, you fight with a knight. Swing around. Very the knight. Oh, almost kind of cutesy. Yeah, yeah it's it's it's, cute. it's it's pretty it's, it's pretty funny cute. in moments. Yeah. yeah. But it's a good spooky Halloween game. This just came out, and it's also only on PlayStation 4, of course. Suck it. What are you thinking? What are we seeing for the, 88. the score out of this? 88? I'm going to go 78. 69. Fuck. Fuck. Drew gets a point. God. No, he went over. Yeah. Oh, you both suck. Yeah. I'm sorry. Press <laughs> right rules are hard. God damn it. I'll figure this out one day. No points awarded to redeem yourselves, knowing it's 69, how many percent of critics do you think recommend the game? 54. 55. 40%. God, you guys are <laughs> not starting off good. <laughs> That's disappointing. I was hoping that game would be better. So was I. Well, I, I think, well, Ethan, you probably said it best. You had no nostalgia for it, and yep. when you played it, you were like, oh, it plays like a PlayStation 1 game from its time. Yes. Yeah. There's very little improvements other than it looks good. And platformers are way different these days. Like, they control better. They, mm-hmm. th- yeah, this looks really nice and shiny, but it's still... It's a PlayStation yep. 1 game, essentially. They did not do a whole lot to try to spiff it up. It's a it. game review, not a nostalgia review. Yeah. So I think 69, 70... It's like, again, that's like a 7 out of 10 it's on average. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. So, yeah. that's about what you expect. It runs well. If you it, want the nostalgia of playing it, go and get it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Luigi's Mansion 3 just came out on the Nintendo Switch. Well, technically it comes out on Halloween Day. Ooh. So it's not quite out yet, but it, it will be out by the time you hear this. Luigi's Dream Vacation turns into a ghostly and gooey nightmare in Luigi's Mansion 3. Oh, yeah, I forgot because of gooey. 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 Luigi embarks on a dream vacation with Mario and friends upon receiving an invitation to a luxurious hotel. Nice. However, his dream quickly becomes a nightmare when King Boo reveals everything had been a ploy to capture Mario and his friends. Yeah. With the assistance of Professor E. Gad once again, the reluctant and cowardly hero Luigi traverses up and down treacherous <laughs> floors. Wait, I don't get it. Is that a joke, Professor E. Gad? 
Yeah. I think it's just getting, like because I think it's, it's, it's wasn't there like an old saying like when you get when you get like scared yeah, or excited scared, or something? Like, you just go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Travis is young. Travis, get, Travis, Travis is young. Yeah. He, he doesn't. I didn't get it. Traverses up and down treacherous floors of the now ominous hotel on a quest to save them. Wield the upgraded Poltergeist G00 to slam and blow away the ghost's defenses or summon Guiji, an all-green doppelganger that can help Luigi overcome obstacles he can't get past alone. Interchange between Luigi and Guiji as one player or grab a friend and control one each. You want to nice. be my Guiji, Ethan? No. <laughs> oh, my God. Is there like... Is there like a what was the thing that Bowser it was like Bowserette? Bowsette. Bowsette. Is there like Gooette or Bowser Goo Lady? No, it's Gooey. <laughs> Whatever. It's Maybe Luigi and Luigi's Mansion 4 will have a Gooey. People on the internet are sick. You fucking disgusting. Now, guys, keeping in mind the Nintendo extra points that every Nintendo game gets 79. So you're going 79? Yep. 85. Are you looking at the screen? No. I can't tell. No. 85. Is correct, right Rigged. on the money. Boom! Rigged. <laughs> part of me wants to give bonus points or if you get it right on the dot, but the only person who has is Drew, <laughs> so and he's a cheating fuck. So technically, in the Price only is Right, the first time because I didn't know. In the Price is Right, if you are, if you guess the exact, do amount, I have to buy him a copy? No, Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> if you guess the exact <laughs> amount, I think they give you like a bonus thousand dollars. Especially if the if it's the final one, if you're within a certain range of the actual amount for the showcase, they give you both showcases. You know what? That'll be my job for for November. Dude, I love I'm gonna make sure right. I got some like some solid good. rules in like. <laughs> this is like a trial month. Guys, got we'll props. We'll, I will start keeping score, and we're gonna have like this is gonna go prizes, hard dude. Awesome. Yeah, we'll do prizes. Yeah, exactly. How many percent of critics do you think recommended this game? Remember, eighty five was the score and again keeping my recommendations are straight up just like oh do you do they say you it's worth playing you should play this game 79 79 82 92% of critics recommend this oh, game fucking I, I knew it was gonna be high the recommendations were, go yeah. real high if it's like a game it's like above 7 out of 10 I think uh-huh. and then they're really low the lower it gets from there because what kind of game should you run here Travis I'm telling you I'm just trying to give you guys some tips on a huh uh, how to huh? play? What's the score? You wheel of fortune me over there? <laughs> I don't know. Every time I try to give you tips on on how this game works, you tell me to go fuck myself. <laughs> you tell me I don't need to know how reviews work. I'm trying to make it fair and just for everyone. Hey, fuck you. Hey, fuck <laughs> you. All right, all right, yeah. Next up, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Now we'll get into our thoughts after we get our what's the score. But based on y'all's time with the game, what would you give the game? Is this multiplayer? And what do you think the average is on Metacritic? And story? Or what are we talking here? The whole, it's the game. The whole game. The whole game. At least the parts that you played. Because we didn't play a significant portion. We didn't play Spec Ops. 88 for me. Okay. I think it got a 94. You think 94 on Open Critic? Yeah. Okay. Wait, am I giving my own review uh, also? Not necessarily your review, but what score would you give it? I don't know why Drew said 88. We've been an out of 10 scale on the show up until this point, but numbers are hard. Okay. That's an 8.8 8. 8 out of 10. <laughs> from drew yep it's a six for me for you it's a six out of ten okay uh if i had rated 82 hot diggity dog ethan has got his first on the money at 82 Ooh. points on open critic now how many percent of critics do you think recommended it 91 okay closest without going over 89 97 percent. that's a double Whammy for Ethan. Bow, 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 bow. The first and what's the score history? 
You know what? It's Ethan, about time. You know what I'm going to do for you? Up, I'm going to get you a piece of red velvet cake with caramel sauce. That's your present for. I got that. Well, you got it because of me because I told I pressured you into it. That's your present for getting the first double whammy of what's the, the score. Give me the three fifty for guys, it. Actually, I guess I want to start with you, Ethan. Why would you say six out of ten? Just, so I think a lot of people have made this argument. It just felt like another rehashed Call of Duty game. Okay, I will admit the story was pretty gripping. I never got bored. The stuff that they do in the story with the campaign missions, it's pretty good. Storytelling is pretty good. The characters, especially the voice acting is definitely some of the best, in my opinion. Not like in gaming, just like in the Call of Duties. Like it, they do a good job in this one, especially what Price. Captain Price. Yeah, yeah. He, he's great. This is awesome. Returning from the previous yeah. Modern Warfare series, because for people who don't know, this is not Modern Warfare 4. This is a reboot of that universe. Yeah. Some characters have been brought over, but this is not like... Not that too many people are worried about the deep yeah, like, is this canonical our, lore is this our of talk Modern about Warfare. It? Are we talking about it? Yeah, right? this is us going into okay. what we how we felt about Modern Warfare. Can we do <laughs> can we do spoilers? Sure, because it's a fucking Call right. of Duty campaign. Like I, I mean, do like how they end it with uh, like the callback to I think it's Spec Ops. I'm not sure. We didn't really figure out what it's it's going towards, but they do reference like the the tagline soaps. Which, well, soap is who you play as in the first Modern Warfare. Right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. That, that actually clears that. Where were you the other day with that? Come I thought on. I told you that. I yeah. thought you said I, that he was I, a character from Modern Warfare One. Whatever. I don't know what I. Remember. I thought you already knew that. Uh, no, I couldn't remember where he was from. I and I couldn't remember the one four one either. I don't is that know where also that, is that just like your group's number or your your squad number in, I, I in don't, one? Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. So I also, like, uh, uh, Gaz is from yeah. the other Modern Warfare. And yeah, there was well. there was another dude, Nikolai. Nikolai, yeah, Nikolai was a is throwback because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the first person you read. That that's like the first mm-hmm. mission in Modern Warfare besides the training mission. Yeah. Well, I guess you could say third. Sorry, <laughs> uh, it's the first mission you go on as like a group kind of thing. So I like, uh, the, but yeah, you rescue him in the first one. I like that they tie it in with the other ones, but again, it just they want it to be like a visual novel and a visual action movie, and it they try to force you into certain things, but you know, natural gaming kind of. You tend to see what you can do, and they yeah, give you I mean, a they give you a little bit of freedom. So I think part of that is just because yeah, we are for most of what we play these days. Player choice is such a big deal in video games now, and you have everything's this, fucking open world. This everything's game multiple gives choice. the illusion of choice. But, no, but you're going by a pretty yeah, like it's a Travis said, straight like, line. No, no choice you make in this game is going to like result in a different ending in the yeah. of the campaign or anything like that. No. But that's that's Call of Duty sure. campaigns. Yeah, like that's, they've always it. been. That's how I described it to you. It's like playing like a long like a, a like a war based mini series. I enjoyed it though. Like yeah. it looks very nice. The guns are cool. Like I think actually like the scaled back gameplay of it kind of um, like on a the rails. A lot of stealthy stuff. Yeah, a lot of stealthy stuff, too, uh, was actually really good and a lot more engaging than I would say than any. I mean, this is the first Call of Duty game I've been interested in years. You know, well, I guess I could say Black Ops, but I was in a battle royale hole then. <laughs> the game looks fucking fantastic and running on PS4 Pro 4K 60, right? It's 60 frames per second on PS4 Pro. Um, it's not a true 4K. I think the base resolution is closer to like 1440p. OK, but still, but it the, looks the upscaling is great. Yeah, it's. It looks incredibly sharp on on both of our TVs for sure. Mm-hmm. It's easily I I think without question it's it's one of the best looking games that's come out this generation. Yeah, definitely and on par with like yeah, which God is impressive because 
I don't know that a lot of people know this, but the older Call of Duty games were mostly based on the Quake engine. Like they all kind of were based on Quake 3 Arena mm, and they've just I been slowly that. using that in tech engine yeah. and building on it game after game after game. And so it's been very iterative. And that's why all of the Call of Duties always kind of look and felt visually similar. Yeah, yeah. They, the, the gunplay is very similar on all of them. You might have jet boots on one and then be like dash sliding on another or boots on the ground in the next one. But they all ran on the same tech. This is a completely new engine. Yeah, they built this up from like the ground floor, right? There are components of the old engine that are on it, but they completely redid the graphical side of the engine. Yeah, and you can definitely tell. Yeah, so like the actual gunplay and like all that's the same, but the animation system has been completely revamped. All of the um, the graphical technologies have been like brought forward, uh, like a whole generation for sure. Like all the the materials in this game look incredible. The lighting is remarkable to like there are that Piccadilly mission. Like whenever you first go out in the streets is just insane with all the reflections mm -hmm. going around and everything like that. It is a definite HDR showcase. And the fact that we played it on the weakest of the enhanced consoles, I think goes to show like how good this game must be looking on like a decked out like PC. Yeah. Because this also supports some ray tracing effects on the PC version as well. Like RTX things or just like it's on like an engine kind of stuff. So it's, it's ray traced shadows of some sort. Okay. I think it's actually using a, it's not Nvidia's ray traced solution. It's uh direct X 12. So, I won't get into the technical parts of what that means, but basically it's not the proprietary NVIDIA stuff. Like you don't need an NVIDIA card to use this ray tracing. Okay. It will technically run on any card. Yeah. If like if AMD's next GPU came out and supported ray tracing, it would support this mode of ray tracing. Okay. Whereas like something like control, it's tailored to NVIDIA cards. Okay. Okay. And what's funny about that is I think they did that because they want this to scale up for the next call of duty that comes out on next gen consoles because they'll use this tech versus the RTX style of ray tracing. Okay. But performance is remarkably solid. I don't think I felt a single frame drop the entire time I played through the campaign, which I went through twice because I did one on recruit, which is the easiest level because I was doing all the miscellaneous stuff and then did a second run on veteran shooting a bunch of dummies. Yeah, <laughs> I got to gotta go against what you say. Ethan. That's cool. like, no, that's I think fun. this is easily the strongest Call of Duty campaign I've ever played. Yep. Hey, I, I'm not arguing that. No, I know. I know. I know. I understand. But I, I'm saying even from like a. I would not describe this campaign as just okay. I think this is probably the tightest campaign they've done. It's short. It's like 14 missions. It's you. Can, oh yeah. You, you can guys, do it in about four, four, four or five, five hours. hours. You guys said it was like 14 missions long. I had only been on mission four, but then I played for like an hour and I was on 13 and I was yeah. like, whoa, I blew through that. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them are shorter than others. And they're seamless almost. Yeah. Like I, you do have the little intro, but it's almost like you're actually like in a military on a squad and you're just doing missions. Like yeah. it well, yeah. felt really good like that though. Like you said, and also just like the facial animations and the voice acting is just so good that Price it just like real good. Alex. Oh my, oh my that's God. That's one I would no, say. No, no, no. Super you said sexy Alex dad. is super sexy. I but wish fucking, he was my dad. You completely ignore Price's baby blues. When he stares you in the eyes, he your heart like a, just fucking melts. He looks melts. like a puppy, like with his, oh, with his beard and amazing. stuff. He's like a little, he's like here's a royal think dog. Here's where I think y'all feel like this. Alex is the one who, like, he'd God give it damn. to you good. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> but then he'd get up out of bed, sit on the side, and probably smoke a cigarette afterwards. Definitely. Whereas Price would cuddle you. Price would cuddle Price you and would stare would not in your eyes. He would sit there. <laughs> oh, no. He's got a heart no. of gold. You see how he interacts with the civilians and stuff? That is a heart of gold man right there. Okay? Oh, for sure. I think, yeah, I think uh, they definitely changed it. Uh, Price's personality up uh, for him to be like that. Because he's in the not as, like, games, hardcore, grizzled. Yeah. He's much more human in this one, for uh-huh. sure. 
but he also still has his fucking badass moments whenever like you go like you're doing the night mission house yeah. and like you get to that right right in that final door and then uh, the woman picks up the gun and everything uh-huh. uh, you're playing is uh, Kyle or Gaz and he's just like uh, holy shit she had a detonator and he's just like good thing we dropped her then something else I gotta go against you though on Ethan just as far as my my opinion on the uh, quality of the voice acting and stuff I think this is some of the best voice acting I've seen all generation too yeah I like there are scenes in this where I'm like this is on the level of like an uncharted four as far as the amount of production quality that went behind. Yeah. It. The characters look great. Like I thought the, 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 the voices women, were great. I thought the animations the, were impeccable. The lead women that are like the Farah. No. Well, yeah. Farrah her was fucking awesome. But yeah. More, I totally loved her. I'm like kind of upset that we didn't get to play as her more. Yeah, for sure. I would have liked a mission where it's like maybe she's out on her own. She does have one really badass mission. Yeah, yeah she but does, you're yeah. not like, you know, you're not decked out or anything. It's, it's sure. A, it's an origin mission, mm-hmm. but I like you had her to have like a super badass stealth mission or no, something. What's, mm-hmm. Well, you did. Yeah, right, you're, well, you're stealthing in the house, man. Uh, that was <laughs> see. That's what I'm saying when I'm like how like impactful some of these missions yeah, were. Yeah, like, impactful is that was not something I was expecting from a Call of Duty game. And there are yeah, there there's moments where like you're essentially playing as like a seven, six or seven year old something girl like that in one of these missions. You're being attacked and like there's riots going around. There's like this infiltrating group coming in. They're gassing the town. It's fine. Yeah, and you it's, like start they, the mission by waking up by being like covered in rubble. rubble. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a moment in the mission where like your your dad has been shot. He's on the floor in the other in the hallway or something. You don't know where your brother is. And then you yeah, are. Yeah, he's like gone. That there's whole, this like, fucking well, enormous he, guy going I around think, and chasing uh, the you guy your hits house. him and he gets like knocked out or thrown or something. I, I don't know, but yeah, at one point I'm like, okay, I guess he just abandoned me, so I'm just gonna fucking take this guy. And yeah, well, he, what I figured, yeah, I kind of figured what it was, and that he was he was sneaking around. Too, yeah, like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like, ooh, that would have been a co-op mission if they could have if they had worked it two, in. Like, yeah. There's, co-op there's or, some great set pieces in this game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like I told you, the one mission with the the first with the drone. When she tell when Farrah tells you to to boot up the drone the first oh, that time was so cool. at the and very you have beginning, like the suicide drones, and, and you're, you're just, it's yeah. like you but you you get that POV of it. You're in the drone, and it's just like twenty other drones, and it's like a swarm, and it's like that is advanced modern warfare to us now. Like it's yeah. we do a lot of drone warfare, so it was very like relatable to the times and stuff, and I thought it was done very well. Mm-hmm. But again, it just it didn't feel like a lot of new stuff. I don't really like how Farah kills the bad guy, Barkov. Oh no, I loved that actually. Really? I thought it was fine, I yeah. That, I, I don't know, it just felt good. like... It reminds me of like, you know, your typical action film or something where at the end it's like a one-on-one with their nemesis and shit and you sneak up behind him and yeah, you just fucking knife him to death and <laughs> kick him off the fucking edge with a cool send-off line like a fucking James Bond movie or something. Yeah. One more thing I want to point out though is the night vision missions in particular. Yep. yep. There are two missions where you are breaching a home I think my favorite one is the first one, Clean House, where you and a squad walk up on this like very atmospheric lit street because it's like dead of night and there's just a couple of lampposts on. That's the mission I told you where I kind of wanted to see what the game would do. You infiltrate this house. You think that the butcher is here, I Mm -hmm. believe. And at the very least, if he's not here, then these are people that are close that to know him, where he that is. Know his location. They're part of the organization. They follow yeah. the wolf. And again, it feels very like you are in this squad. You're very you're slow moving. You can't go ahead of price. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is the one that I think felt the most on rails, which mm-hmm. is the only thing I would say as far as the campaign goes that is my detraction from it is that two of the missions are fairly on rails. But at the same point, it's almost like that's the intent because that's the discipline of if you were in like this situation, yes. like you are not supposed to be like 
like other other Call of Duty games where you just fuck these guys that are going slow. I'm gonna run in first and like die <laughs> yeah, a bunch of times is, to try to. There's a lot of rules in this game, like civilian fire, friendly fire. None of that yeah, is tolerated. Yeah, you get game overs if you hit civilians. You have to restart on, and yeah. stuff. There's points in this mission too where yeah, you it doesn't penalize you for shooting people that are unarmed, but there's a trophy specifically called Golden Path where you're supposed to wait for people in this house where like if as you're going through the house and you're you know you're clearing room to room you'll come across people that like have a hostage in their hand like the very first room you go to and you breach there's a guy who's got a hostage and he's going to shoot her and he oh, points wait, what, are you, you. what are you supposed to do you pop the guy first that's holding the hostage yeah. but then she grabs the gun and she grabs the gun yeah but you gotta but again if you aren't if you don't time your shot right then you could just you could shoot them both pretty easily like the, it's like any other hostage oh, situation that's what you're supposed to do no i mean you're supposed to try to save as many people as you can yeah yeah, yeah sure sure because there's another room where someone's <laughs> holding a hostage and she doesn't like she no, gets on she, the floor so and she, she crawls away she goes for her baby is what it is well that's she's not being held there's hostage one of them that does that oh, yeah. okay yeah, yeah, yeah you're right she's not being held hostage. but that's yeah. what i mean yeah like it if you want to be the kind of person that goes in and just guns blazing shoot down anyone who's in this room you can but the game kind of makes you feel like oh you're, if, you're in there to save these people as well. Like, if the game doesn't want you to kill somebody, it won't let you. Yeah. And and otherwise, that you can kill pretty much anybody. That mission in particular, especially yeah, the opening scene where you, you have the goggles on, you're walking up the stairs. There are moments in that where it's just you don't even think you're playing a video game. Like this, it just it is that full blown leap yeah. into hyper realism. Yeah, it was really good. Like for all Once that could be a on. you know that could be a basic training video or something that they show you know like it's get rid of the hud and all that shit it's it's i think it's in the same mission where there's another one where you're going up another floor and i think you're behind price or somebody but someone else comes down with a gun and he shoots him like right there like as he's going down the staircase in the the fucking blood splatter that ends up on that wall and then he fires two more shots into him to make oh, sure he's not yeah, getting yeah, him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one of those, the first moment that happened was like a, my heart skipped a beat kind of moment. There like, was one where I think you like, you're about to both go through the door and he tells you to go through the door. But if you do, it's like pump shotgun shots yeah. goes through it. If you don't wait, or even if you do wait, they go well, through it. It's like, that's another two yeah. is there's a trophy where if you, you keep alpha three, two, from getting shot because there's one of the doors That's you right. walk past. Uh-huh. Oh, and fuck. It, you're supposed to clear that room, but the other team moves forward first and they hear the footsteps of someone from behind the door shotgun blasts through the door and hits one of your squad mates yeah. and they drag him off to like save his life. I think I laughed at that. <laughs> but there's a trophy for keeping him Evil. from getting shot because uh, you wouldn't normally you do this. In there. As you go up the stairs, you can target that door and blow oh, off pieces of the door yeah, yeah, yeah. to open like you, you can shoot oh, through the door yeah, and, and literally then, like shoot down the yeah, entire door right and then the guy walks up tries to shoot you you can hit him you can hit the guy that comes in through the other room Damn. and you can save three two from even getting shot and when you do that price uh even has another line where he's like good call on that door or something like that right. or whatever but so those are the little the small choices that they do let you make that feel so cinematic and that like clearly you're always going to the same path but in interesting ways, they account for those moments of player choice by giving you a unique piece of dialogue or something that says the game recognized that you did something different. And I always find that kind of stuff really interesting in these kind of games. Like I, when you play a Call of Duty campaign, you expect what you're you are playing their story. Yeah. It's, it's not an open world game. No, it's they, not want, a, they want yeah. to they want to show you. Hey, I want to show you something. Come here, put, watch it. 
and they want you to watch it how they have it. They don't want you to go in and cut it and edit it the way you want it. So they want to show you something, and this is what it is. And it's good. I, I had some problems where there were some parts of the game where I was like, eh, I didn't really want to do that, and you yeah. kind of made me do that. And so, but it's fine. Well, actually, we talked about that, though. We were talking about the fact that, uh, so the mission where you have caught the butcher. It's the interrogation And mission. you go and interrogate him. <laughs> oh, and right. Price asks you. So, Drew, what did you do? He he says oh, to I you, totally, "Do you want to go in, or, or like, if you if you don't want to be part of this, now's the time to like right. tell me." Yeah. So did you both like? Because Ethan said he wanted to go in. So I did. So this is did? what yeah. I did exactly. I went in, and after the dialogue went for a little while, blah blah blah. blah I took the gun. I did not point it at either one of them. Uh -huh. I shoot to the side of them the, yeah, because so I didn't want to kill them. To I just clarify, wanted, in this mission, we are, you are using his wife and child as, as like a bartering yes, chip to get him to, to like, crack hey. under interrogation. Yeah, yeah, so they're like Brought head covered, in. tied up on the ground next to the guy. Yeah, their hands are bound, and they have no, their they have a bag I'm over sure their they head. They just walk him out of the truck. I think their heads are no, bound. When you're in that mission, like they that's how they walk him out. But once the actual interrogation starts, they are. Their heads are bagged yeah. and they're hey, bound okay, up. Sure. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Playing every mission two times. I know. I'm, yeah, you're right. You're right. But <laughs> so no, when they like twice. walk them out of the truck, they're just like talking and shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they don't have the bags. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. Put yeah, the yeah. bags on okay. once they get into the room. I can walk you through the entire Shut plot up. of every single mission. Right. I'm like that familiar but with yeah, that so they, right they're, You're given a choice to 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 go in or, or not. And I, I obviously I wanted to interrogate him. But like I'm not there to kill him even at the end when you're given... But you dragged that family in there. You they're knew not, what the interrogation not involved. Drag Nikolai literally walks them jauntily in there. Oh, I guess if they wanted to turn around and walk away, that was their problem. Well, no, no, no. They couldn't, they couldn't necessarily. <laughs> you definitely do didn't that. have guns on them. You definitely yeah, exactly. didn't throw them there in the back no, of this van. There were no guns until they got into the room. Nikolai was probably just very persuasive. But <laughs> hey, hey, what are you and your kids? Come in my van. Just get in my van, man. No, it's fine. No problem. I'm very good friends with your father, the butch. I mean, Greg. <laughs> so they Greg give you, is here. They give you a gun, and at, at at some point, the dialogue stops, and the butcher starts to like antagonize you, and you're you're forced to shoot the gun. Uh -huh. You have no other option to advance the storyline. Well, I did like you did. I pointed it to the side of his head. I yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, then oh, I shot him dead in the face the second well, okay. I was like, oh, really? So the butcher like laughs at you and then Price is obvious and he says something like, well, you wanted to be here. Right. Like, because I think it's supposed to be implied. And then the other guy leaves. He yeah. goes, oh, I he's can't. like, I can't do this. Anymore. Yeah. Because yeah, again, this is another thing where you're not. This is not a role-playing game. You're playing the character yes. as it's been written yes. in the game. And this character has a vendetta against yes. the butcher. Well, so and then and then Price does give you bullets for the gun. Yeah. And yeah. you load the gun slowly and buy yeah, the first it's, time it's click click yeah, yeah. and he's like, Oh, you thought I was gonna give him a loaded gun. Yeah, I'm not And I'm, I'm all pissed off. He's I'm like, like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, and, but you have the option to shoot the butcher. And again, I I didn't shoot him. Like I just walked away because yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to kill him. Oh, I didn't know you could do. That. Oh no, I yeah. No, like based like that like, option. Is my you second run through, and I'm playing more attention to the game this time. And I was like, this guy's dying if I go <laughs> in this room. No, yeah, because yeah, you can just walk away, and and that is an option you do get. But yeah. they do make you like almost think you're about to kill somebody with a gun. Yeah. Cause I mean, for all intents and purposes, you do think the gun is loaded. Yeah. yeah. So that was just one little gripe. And then the whole thing with the lady and the, like, but Oh, so the reason we even brought this up was that we were talking about choice. And yes. Player choices. Choice and stuff, yes. Where in my first run, I did not go in. Yes. He opted. I, I oh, said, opted oh, okay. to like, no, I don't want to do yeah, this. I don't want to like, be part of this. Uh, as far as I, my idea of how this character is going, I'm like, I hate the butcher. 
he deserves to die. But I don't want. I don't want to involve his child or his mother and child. Much like Farrah, and that was stuff that Nikolai and Prince were like willing to do. Poison, no matter how yeah. it's used. And, so and I was yada, like, yada, yada, yada. Like, I get you. I'm not about to mutiny against my commanding officer, but at the same time, he asked me if he I want to go in. Option. I'm like, I'd yes. rather not see that. If, sure. If that's what has to happen, I don't want to be in that room for it. So I made that choice, and then it kind of fades to black. You hear a couple sounds, and Price and Nikolai come back out. You don't even see what went on in there until the cutscene later where the, the Russian uh, police gets in and they find the note with the gas there and everything, and that's the only that's the, that's when I see that somebody shot him, presumably yeah. Price. And then his family's still fine, though. But that's what I mean as far as the choice and like the the times that they do give it to you. Yeah. I think it's still impactful. It's good. And it's the best way they could have done it when, like, again, you're going to end up at the same place no yeah. matter what. Honestly, I would say if you haven't played a Call of Duty in a long time and you have enjoyed the campaigns, one. this is the one to do. Full disclosure, though, we all paid like seven bucks to rent this from Redbox. We did not go out and spend $60 yeah. on this game. We never had big plans to like keep up with the multiplayer or anything, which no, we dabbled in. I did in, want to talk about it a little bit. Yeah, I, if you like Call of Duty games, if you like action stuff, if you, I, I think this is one that like deserves to be played as far as the campaign and what they're they're doing with it, the changes that they made. If I, you have weak sensibilities, I don't know about playing this story. Sure, but I mean, there is a there's a mature rating yeah. warning every time you boot up the storyline. So if you you know, have strong convictions about certain hot subjects. It's more serious and less bombastic overall than other Call of Duties. Again, there's a lot of terrorism. There's a lot of Middle East stuff. That's every modern warfare. Yeah, <laughs> sure. But again, it's a touchy subject. So if you have, you know, strict stuff about that kind of stuff. Sure, I don't think anyone hearing this for the first time is like, hey, what's Call of Duty? I've never heard know. of that before. I'm just <laughs> saying it brings up a lot of crap. So, you know, if you have stuff with that, maybe shy away from it. But if you just want to play a video game and you don't care about that shit, it's a pretty good one. Not gonna lie. I, I think it's worth playing. Yeah. I honestly got to do. I, but multiplayer, Drew, how'd you feel about it? I uh, I enjoyed it for the most part. Two v two is the best thing to happen to the Call of Duty franchise in years, I believe. If this was the game, I still think that they'll do this one day. But I think down the line, we're gonna see Call of Duty come out, and they're gonna say, "Here's the full package, sixty, seventy bucks, whatever it is," or. You can buy the campaign for twenty five bucks. You can buy the multiplayer for thirty five bucks. It's like or, a download. I, yeah, I think it would be. I think it would make sense because you have so many people out there that don't give a fuck about the campaign. They buy this game to dive right into multiplayer, and then I'm the opposite. Like I could give two fucks about the multiplayer. I play every Call of Duty because I love these campaigns. I sure. like. I love the gunplay and stuff. I just don't like this kind of multiplayer game. If they made it separate, I would pay for the multiplayer at thirty bucks a pop. Just for gunfight. Yes. The 2v2 is fucking awesome. It feels... It's, it's very, very fun. It's it, like every match always feels intense. With like how you were saying with how the other Call of Duty <laughs> games uh, ran off that old Quake 3 engine and yeah. everything like that. The additions they added to however they did it in multiplayer, it just like every shot feels tight. Every shot, like if you get hit, it feels earned, you know, as compared to like even still on Black Ops 4, you would play like Team Deathmatch and say like you're running by and someone gets shot and you just see like the cursor just even dodging around yeah. you and you're still getting hit. You know? I will say that's another reason I used to despise older Call of Duty games is the net code was never great. Yes. Uh, it's definitely vastly improved in this one. It's, it's a lot. It does not feel as cheap. But then speaking about like the gunplay and everything, the gunplay does feel super tight. I think a big part of it is how impressive the animation engine is now. Yes. Like one of the simple things that I, I've commented to you guys already was how good it feels to be able to look down sights and reload your gun at the same time. 
Like is you that don't have not to. A thing? That's this is the first Call of Duty that's ever had that. I can't even think of any other first person shooter that does that. Yeah, I don't think Battlefield does it. you can look down it. your sight and reload and not have to pop out of ADS. The way the guns look when you're pulling them out and when you're doing the reload animations. And yeah, even then, like like the gun smoke coming off of them afterwards, everything. And there yeah. are different animations for like when a chamber empties. Like if you reload the gun with an empty chamber uh-huh. versus a gun that maybe you have a couple of shots left Animation's you get different animations and stuff okay. and how morbidly good kills look like it's, it's another one where oh, like we you get so a many good shotgun blast and just like see the blood shatter and yeah, like the, the way the body falls. The ragdoll physics are unsettling in this game. Like <laughs> unsettling is the only way I can describe it because yeah, there are plenty of moments where we'll be watching the kill cams and we'll like one or two or both of us will just go, Oh, like, like that guttural, like, oh my yeah. God, like I'm queasy looking at that. But I mean, then you're, you want time to react because you're back in the 2v2 or whatever. Yeah. 2v2 mode's great. The other, the other modes, modes are what you expect. They're Call of Duty. You got yeah, they all match. still feel the same no matter how tight the gunplay is. I like the maps a lot. There were a couple maps that Drew and I were actually really digging. I think this is probably the best map variety they've had in a while. Oh, I, for sure. I think that the maps are designed really, really well. If you prefer. I did not like. Ground War was the, what was it, 64 v 64? It's the battlefield mode it's, for Call of Duty There's a lot now. going on. Yeah. I did not like that mode at all. Just a lot of felt, sniper camping. Just, yeah. yeah. If you're an older, like you like the older, the Black Ops games and stuff, it's definitely not like the three lane type of map where you just, you're either going middle, left, or right, and then there's not a whole lot of verticality or anything. This one is definitely, it feels like some of my, the maps I remember from Modern Warfare where you do, like, when I think of peak Modern Warfare, I think of the fucking airport in Modern Warfare 2. Like, that, where you have the plane in the, on the right of the, or the left of the map, and you've yeah. got the, the lobbies with the lower section, and then going up the escalators to the other high-end section, and then you can see out into the airport, like, where the airplane is and the, the landing pads and all that stuff. You can see out there from this upper You can lobby get into the plane and snipe and, into the lobby of yeah, the airport. Like, yeah, this is That's the kind of map design we've got here, where it, it's there is a lot of verticality. There are a lot of different areas to go. The It feels like it makes sense to learn a map again versus, again, the older ones where it's just like, oh, um, every map's the same, left, right, middle. Um, yeah. I, so I did like that. Find the best pathway. It. If you like that style of multiplayer, that's another thing too where there's another reason to maybe consider this if you hadn't played Call of Duty in a while because if you like multiplayer, this feels like the one that's going to really have a bit more longevity. Yeah, definitely sets the stage up for you know the next game. I won't call this our review really because we didn't even play Spec Ops and stuff. We didn't... We and we barely dabbled in. Probably won't talk about this yeah. game anymore either. And these kind of games also get all sorts of updates. This is an Activision game. We don't know what sort of dirty skeletons are in the closet for updates that are coming down the road. Well, I'm sure if it's a big enough news item, we'll talk about in the future. At least for the campaign, I would say this for me is a nine out of ten. I think this is this is worth playing as far as it, like this is the best FPS that like came out like this what year, you said earlier. It's definitely the rent for seven dollars at a at a at a red yeah, box if, for the if campaign. The campaign alone. was longer. Yeah, Soulsborne says red I would box say rent one. it if you are into multiplayer and it's something you feel like you would put time into the multiplayer, then consider Burgessing. buying it outright. Yeah, but I think the bare minimum, I know you've got five hours you can fart around during a weekend. Like you can rent this for two days for six bucks or whatever and just play knock it out. Yeah. I think it's worth your time. Absolutely. But that's all we have to say on Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Next up, our next piece on what's the score? The Outer Worlds. Has now released as well. I think the same fucking day as Call of Duty, October 25th. 42. This came out on PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Ethan says 42. No, is that your final guess? No, it's not my answer. Don't fuck around, man. No, what do you got? It's not my answer. Drew, you, you go for me. <laughs> fuck you. 
<laughs> I'm hiding the laptop. 87. All right, 87. What'd you got, Drew? I mean, Ethan. The wow. Other Drew. 90. You both suck. 85. Fuck! I wanted you to say close. 85. You were close. But God you damn it. didn't. Uh, I felt like it would have been too... Too right? <laughs> cliche, because I said 85 earlier. Yeah, that was what, what you was got it? earlier, and I know you would have cheated a second time if you wanted to. I don't cheat. Uh, cheat. To redeem yourself, how many percent of critics recommend this game? Closest without going over. 78. 90. 93%. Damn it. That's right. Drew, you cheat and sack of I shit. Know, you I know. I will never it. trust you in this game again <laughs> after that first one. Garbage. Oh, yeah, I haven't even but looked he's at got the a show point. I only looked at it the first time. He's got uh, a point for the Outer Worlds. This bit will be a little shorter because Ethan has not played the Outer Worlds yet. Drew and I have maybe cumulatively put in like seven, eight hours between the two of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we both mostly have dabbled with the first planet. Drew, I will throw it to you. How do you feel about your time so far in the Outer Worlds? Yeah, the new Fallout game is great. <laughs> No, it's fantastic. Obsidian really turned it around, huh? Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, God bless Todd Howard. No, Obsidian really did the fans of New Vegas really a service. It definitely feels like that. Yeah. And for people that are unaware, Obsidian Entertainment, the developer of this game, published this through Private Division. They are the writers of Fallout New Vegas, which was kind of a spinoff of Fallout 3 Mm -hmm. on the previous generation of consoles and, of course, on PC as well. And they've also been better known for the developers behind the first two Fallout games. So Fallout 1 and oh, 2. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that they did 1 and 2. So they, those were the original, like, top-down, asymmetric-style original Fallout games that were then, of course, taken over by Bethesda when they bought the IP. And they've done quite a lot of other things. Typically, these, like, kind of RPG-style games, though. And because, like, a lot of people were disappointed in Fallout 4 because of one of the, one of the staples of the Fallout series is just, like the conversations that you can have, you know, you can be a snarky dickhead. You can be, you know, get intelligent buffs to get certain things and avoid conflict. And a lot of those were kind of tailored back because they had to have a voiced protagonist in fallout four. Oh, really? Was that the reason why? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you can't like your, your voice lines are a lot shorter. That's why so much of the dialogue yeah, is like, it's, it's, it's say sarcastic or say whatever. And it's all well, it's just relegated to the four buttons on the side. You know, it's like happy face, sad face, yeah. angry face, that kind of thing. But with this one, like, Whenever I used to play like old Fallout games, I was always being like a sneaky Pete, you know, running around, you know, just like not involving myself too much in the conversation side, you know, either like sneak or go in there and just sneaky kill someone and something like that. But this one, I've put a lot of emphasis on dialogue on my character and everything like that. And like leadership with my companions. Oh yeah, I put a bunch into like my charm and intelligence and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And in this game, you're able to avoid situations without having to go into combat and everything like that. And even in like certain parts of the game, you can go fucking hours without having to do combat and still level up. Like I'm like certain points I've leveled up like three or four levels without ever entering combat, you know, and just finding different uh, situations. Damn it. I wish you got to groundbreaker because it's something I want to talk to you about. Oh, well, we'll get there. I'm sure we'll have like a, we'll probably have a more fuller talk next week when I, when we both have more time to actually play the game. And I'm with you. I, I, I put more emphasis into, I think it was charm intelligence. And then I put those skills into like persuade and lie and stuff like that. Yeah. Cause typically, especially with new Vegas, one of the things that Obsidian's known for is the quality of writing and how snarky and like funny, funny so yeah. much of it can be. And because of that, I knew this first playthrough, I wanted to be able to get as much out of the dialogue as I could. Right. Especially from some of the previews I've seen and the characters you'd interact with and like the preview events that I'd seen a couple of videos for. Where I was like, this is definitely one where I want to take full advantage of the dialogue options if I can. 
And I don't know how much you looked at it when you're building your character and picking your skills and stuff. Mm-hmm. If you make your character, if you lower the intelligence, oh points, yeah, you get the dumb yeah, dialogue. Yeah, you get dumb dialogue. Yeah, yeah where you're such a fucking idiot that you, you like, can do that. And they have to speak well, to you yeah. like you're an illiterate oh, cool. <laughs> like in the game. And you see, because that's what I want. Strong, dumb, yeah, dumb. There's a playthrough that's I want to awesome. do where you're yeah, just like I, super bulky, bulky, strong. I want it. Yeah, and, and like then I want an to idiot. Come here, dumb, dumb. I wanted to because I yeah usually my first playthrough I play like kind of like you know a good guy yeah. and everything like that. But on the second playthrough, I want to play as just like a big, dumb corporate shell, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of the corporate stuff. So I love so far what they've done with the story and everything where the idea is that the, at least this first planet you're on is like owned by a corporation. Yes. Uh, what are they called? Uh, you think I'd know because Sion? they say it so much. No, the, the actual organization. It's the board. No, because it's a name because they're constantly like, oh, because they all have like slogans that when you go and talk to people oh, in the space, town. space, something space chasers. Oh, fuck. I, can't I, yeah, I think it is like God space chasers it. or something. But so like this, this company, like a Walmart all, almost like owns the entire planet and well, the towns that are on the yeah, planet. Like the first like NPC you come across is just like a guy that's like trapped in a cave. Uh, and he's just in the first thing he says to you, he's just like, Oh yeah. Hey he's stranger. Hurt. Yeah. And he's yeah. just, and he's trying to remember the slogan of the company. Yeah. And he, you're like, Oh, I can offer to help you if you have like a, a high enough medical, uh, skill. yeah. And he's like, Oh, I really shouldn't. We have company policy. Well, so that says we're not supposed <laughs> yeah. to accept help from like non-sanctioned, uh, outside sources. Yeah, exactly. And so there's a lot of jokes, of course, that go with that and like the, like capitalism overrunning everything. And right. one of my favorite gags that I ran across in my first couple hours. And, and all, that's why I wanted to keep it to this first planet because okay. th- this game just came out and it's fairly, it's a longer game than like a call of duty mm. for anyone that we'd maybe convinced to go play this and are still playing it. I don't want to, to spoil anything outside those first couple hours. Yeah, I haven't even played the first. Exactly. Yeah. But there's a, a moment yeah. early on where you come to the town after you do like the opening, like almost tutorial section. Oh, spoilers. And there's someone who's running a graveyard and he's out there burying bodies and stuff. And he gives you a side quest where there are people that have not paid their dues to the graveyard because you rent your graves in this town. Yeah. You rent your grave. So when you die, you have to pay a, like you have to pay into your grave. (laughs) And if you were broke when you died or something, then your closest living relative has to pay the fee for your burial as is tradition as is tradition. Yeah. Well, you're going around collecting fees that have not been paid by a couple of different NPCs. And one of them you go up to and she's talking about how, oh, it was uh, this guy that that like, she worked that she worked alongside. And, you know, he was a lazy bum and that's why he couldn't afford to pay for his stuff anyway. And now she's stuck with the fees and blah, 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 blah. Was she hot? This is a fallout game. There's no such thing as hot characters in this game. They just that the character models just don't represent that level of so they're asexual hotness. But I found some of the characters attractive. That can be hot. You would, you desperate sack. <laughs> uh, but you're talking to it's her and, and you're like, oh, but why would you speak so badly about this guy? He's your family. Like you, you don't have to respond that way, but that was the way I responded. So I was like, oh, he's your closest relative. Like you can't like hate him that much or whatever. She's like, what? We're not family. family. And I was like, uh, you're his closest living relative. And she's like, no, you don't understand. 
I was the closest living person relative to his location <laughs> when he offed himself, and now I'm stuck paying his grave bill. So I'm like, oh my god! So the company policy is that if you are nearby someone, because it, you're it, like everyone that lives here is like an indentured servant essentially. Yeah, like they and this town to is not bright. Into like, like yeah, and, and everyone just takes it. But that was one of the great moments of writing that like had me laugh out loud at my computer screen and good. how clever that was. I must have missed that part. And yeah, because yeah, it's it's an option you can miss because you again, this is a game where you have like four to six like dialogue choices every and time even you talk the, to someone. Even more if you increase certain things. Yeah. The writing is just so good and that that's just one of many moments I've already had where I, I straight up laughed out loud. I have not laughed out loud playing a video game. Since probably the uh, South Park, the fractured but whole, like those games are also hilarious. Did you like, lull? I lulled. Lulled. I, I, I LMAO'd almost. I was, ah, I was grabbing my chair as I was giggling out of it. So how far did you get into the first plan? I said I, I finished the entire plan. I did every, from what I understand, every side quest. I went to every little, because the the map is like your traditional Fallout, where you pull out and you you see there's buildings and settlements and stuff, and mm-hmm. clearly areas you can go to where there's probably. Bandits or a building you could go into to like find shit or start another quest or whatever. I think I did all of it. Um, okay, so I, I specifically went out of my way to talk to everyone that wasn't that had a name because there's plenty of NPCs that are just like corporate guard or something like that, woman or whatever, like Aww. those people. But yeah, so far the level of choice and the the fact that this is one of those games where they designed it so that if you wanted to, you could kill anyone in this game. And, and it, it would still it move won't break on. Yeah. story progression. Like mm-hmm. if you don't like the way someone looks or they say something wrong or whatever, <laughs> free arranged to be a dick or you're just an asshole character. Yeah. You can beat everyone to death and there's always a way to continue your quest. Like you are always able to progress the story. You won't break anything by doing this. Like Drew was saying, there are so many ways to finish a mission or a quest without necessarily going into combat, even to the point where there are areas where it's like, Oh, there's a bandit infested camp or whatever. You're looking for a specific item. If you stealth it up and have like the right skills you need to do this, you, you can slick through this entire area, find the item you need and get out. And no one ever knows you're there Yep, and complete the quest that way. Or there are moments where you can convince people that maybe they don't need the thing that they think they need or like, oh, I love that part. There's just, there are so many options which I think is why I think you would enjoy this game so much because that's what you're talking about with Call of Duty. Where it's like, ah, they didn't let me do what I wanted. They made me do a thing I didn't want to do. You don't have to do let shit you fucking you don't do, do anything. No, because I, yeah. I like, do like a linearness. <laughs> <laughs> like, but you can get that linearness out of this if you want. That's true. Yeah, yeah, you can golden path it. If you want to, you can just do the main quest. You don't have to do side quests if you don't want to. The player freedom is done and handled very this well. This one I think. was more of a, I don't have $60. Maybe I'll. I'll replace the living room Xbox One S with a, a Chromecast and, and give you the Xbox One S for Christmas or something. And it's literally just our Plex and I don't know Netflix what the box. Fucking words you just said. Xbox One S, <laughs> the non X, the, the baby Xbox, the non sad edition. Yeah, so so far, early impressions are like this is exactly what I hoped it was going to be. It runs really really well, and they have not come. I have not come across any bugs, which was one of the bigger worries when this came out. Is that Obsidian kind of has a history. Uh, well, releasing Fallout New Vegas had crazy bugs when it released. Yeah, every Fallout game has bugs because yeah. that's more Bethesda than Obsidian. But other stuff that Obsidian has done outside of Bethesda has also been kind of buggy. But up to this point, I think a lot of that was because they're a great development studio, but they're usually running on a tighter budget. This is like an AA studio. They're running much thinner margins than, say, like a someone who's a part of Ubisoft or Activision or whatever. Like They, they don't have quite as much time to, to QA and bug test and everything. Okay. And... This one, of course, Obsidian has now been purchased by Microsoft. 
they're a first party studio for them now. And this only went out on PS4 because they were publishing this game through 2K Games. But from the word on the streets is that Microsoft helped them finish this game. They basically gave them a giant influx of cash to get this completed. And I think it shows very oh, clearly and sure. in, in how well it performs out. It looks very nice. Like it's not going to set the world on fire as far as like graphical effects. But mm-hmm. there are moments where this game and its art design could be quite striking and it's not like the shiniest graphics that I've ever seen, but there's something about it where it just the overall composition is very impressive. It's even like right off the bat, whenever you first get out of the pod and everything, you even look down and Dude, like the fucking title screen. Yeah. Looking oh. at the ship and mm-hmm. then the stars and like how like sharp everything looks and the, the theme music, like everything about this just like it feels a lot like when Persona 5 first came out and I turned that on the first time and the UI just jumps out at you with its style and everything. I, that's something that the Outer Worlds has going for it. Even the loading screens with the artwork and stuff, and the, they, those the are tips really being good. so funny yeah. and everything. Uh-huh. And, and again, the UI when you open up the menus and it pops up and tells you, "Hey, here's your inventory. Here's how you do the like." None of it feels like an annoying pop up that came up. The game has maxed out its charm. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, the game itself has maxed its charm points for sure. I do find the inventory system and it is kind of clunky. clunky. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, I hate how, like, you have your character stats, your inventory, and then, like, your journal, and then your map, and then your side companions. Because you have to, like, hit four or five more tabs than you need to to get to your side companion. I just felt like if they had moved stats, your inventory, your companion's inventory, Mm. then journal, map, and all that shit. So something I should ask you earlier, are you playing on Xbox or PC? I'm playing on PC. Okay. Because I did, I, I don't know, have you booted it up on Xbox? I have not. That's why when you first hit me up and asked me if I was seeing performance issues, I should have asked you right then was that when you first tried it on xbox and no, then chose pc or uh, no i i done it on pc too okay but i don't know what i was and maybe i think it was just because i was being impatient and i wasn't letting things load in you know because like whenever you first like load into an area on pc and like it, you know spin around things take it takes a bit like like a second or two for it to just like run smoother uh-huh. that's the reason i originally sent that to you but then, like, whenever I played it on Xbox, it definitely does not look as good as it does on PC. Mm-hmm. You can't, like, turn off motion blur and certain, ish, in, you know, and certain things in there. One of the first things I did after my initial five-hour play session was I was like, someone has to have figured out how to turn off certain things already. And so I did some I and I edits already. Like, what, like us nerdy PC gamers do. Right. You get in there, you dig around with the configs files and shit. Yeah, but I think it runs on like 30 on console, doesn't it? Yeah, it's locked at 30. Yeah, it's locked at 30. And you can definitely tell a difference, yeah. you know. So I think overall, our impressions are pretty good. Ethan, I think you should check it out at some point. Our final and most LOL worthy of what's the score and which will be our segue into the news today is WWE 2K20. Dude, I haven't played wrestling or... I think the last wrestling game I played was WrestleMania 64. That was great. I I think I played the shit out of that. I think that's the last game I played. I'm going to go and say 20. Yeah, everyone knows what WWE 2K20 is. It's a wrestling game. It's wrestling. Wrestling. From uh, 2K Games, developer visual concepts. Came out on October 22nd on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. What were you saying? Uh, 20. 20. Okay. Lowballing them pretty hard there. Uh, 48. Andrew wins. The uh, number is 40. I'm so close. (laughs) I was way off. Too far. So close. How many percent of critics do you think recommend this game? I gave it too much credit. 23. Uh, 20. Zero percent of critics (laughs) recommend this game. (laughs) Every Uh, review says don't buy this game. Not worth the money. 4.3 out of 10 at IGN. 
WWE 2K20 is a buggy mess, <laughs> but its gameplay also feels noticeably worse than previous years. Metro Game Central gave it 3 out of 10. After several patches and months of waiting, this may possibly become a halfway decent wrestling game, but it launched as the game is equivalent of Doink the Clown. Game Rant gave it half of a star out of 5. <laughs> WWE 2K20 giving is it a, a broken game that is one of the worst wrestling video games made to date, Damn. plagued by technical issues and boring game modes. This leads into our very first piece of news. Uh, which is less news and more of just a long Reddit thread titled WWE TK20 is an absolute disaster. Oh, it's disaster. just a fucking bullet point. I'm just going to go through a couple of these. This game is an absolute mess. <laughs> I like if you've been following along on Squared Circle or WWE games, you might already be aware of what the hell is happening. I'll try and link clips of some of these in actions. Again, if you just Google WWE 2K20 is an absolute disaster, Reddit on Google. It'll probably be the first thing to show this up. This will be the thread that pops up. You should definitely go look at some of these videos. <laughs> the first one I did click on, uh, every online game begins with maybe a minute of lag, and the game is almost a slideshow of about five frames a second. That's it looks really bad. If you go look at this web or this video, it it's as bad as it sounds. It actually is. It yeah. fucking chugs long hard. In online tag matches... You get matched up with your opponents as your partner instead of whoever was shown on the team in your lobby. Tons and tons and tons. Like it's a, a true laundry list of issues with this game, which is really disheartening because we've talked about a few times that like these 2K games when they come out, like the, the wrestling ones, NBA 2K. Oh, NBA 2K, what was it? 20 was a nightmare when it came out, too. But I mean, they, they sell like crazy every year. Like they're always the top of the MPD list for sales. Mm hmm every time regardless so you know tons of people bought this game this is super busted uh obviously reviewed very poorly because it's so broken zero mm percent -hmm. don't buy this game yeah uh, i think the developer did already have like a comment that they were like oh you know the tip you know exactly what the response said oh we're, we're gonna put out a patch soon we're taking in consumer feedback and we're working very hard to try to fix this please stop threatening yeah. my wife <laughs> They did say it was looking like it was going to be about two months before any like big fixes Ooh. came in, though. So, Ooh. and I did also read that there was some issues where like the studio that usually works on this was not put on it. That like the team that made this, like I think they had like a year to make this game. Damn. So, but it's also one of those things where yeah, at that point, why release it? Why even? That's how much money they must be making on these because like it doesn't matter if it's completely broken. Like people enough are still people gonna are gonna buy, buy it. it. Yeah. yeah. Pre-orders broke. And then there's always next year. You know, twenty we learned from the mistakes of WWE 2K20. But now on the actual news, we got a big priest of breaking news this morning. We've had a lot of back and forth on this. So the news is that Death Stranding is officially coming to PC. In summer of 2020. Oh my god! No, it's not that <laughs> much of a freak out. Oh, but well, I appreciate the energy. Fucking the reason we how much you're hyping it up. The reason like, I've been on. going back and forth on it is because in 2016, when this was first announced, Kojima said he wanted to put this game on PC, and we hadn't heard him say a thing about it since. I then. think he mentioned that before. Yeah. Yeah, and so it was, and this was also before they had picked their engine, which of course the engine they're using is Decima, mm -hmm. which is a Sony proprietary engine developed by Guerrilla Games who make Horizon Zero Dawn and the Killzone series. So they're using that engine and Sony has clearly put a lot of money into Kojima Productions in order to make this game a reality. So for a while the question was is that maybe Kojima wanted a PC game before but then that was before these business arrangements were made and stuff. Sony of course classically does not publish games on PC. I think they've got one title. I think it's Hell Divers or something like that that they published on PC. But generally, the first-party exclusives not going anywhere. 
But Kojima Productions is more of a second party stance mm-hmm. where they Sony is funded the game, but they're not. Kojima Productions is an independent. Studio. Yeah, they, they're, they're not owned by Sony. Yeah, but it turns out 505 Games, the same people that published Control, mm-hmm. are going to be publishing this game, which also means this will probably be an Epic Store exclusive. They haven't come out and said that yet, but 505 Games, I mean, Control was an Epic Store oh, okay. exclusive as well. So yeah. makes sense that it would be, or at least for a time. This is a big deal just because this was. Again, they're not first party, but this has been a game that historically we've been talking about it like it's a PlayStation 4 exclusive this Sony's entire time. Sony's learning to share. I, I think they are. <laughs> and I, that's what makes this so interesting is the fact that this is their engine. Like Sony owns this engine. They're letting someone port that to PC. This will be the first time we've seen a game of that like graphical fidelity. Because, again, like Horizon Zero Dawn, that is not on PC. Mm-hmm. But it looks as good as it does even on a PS4. Imagine if you could put that game on a computer with like no, a GTA like a twenty or, or something, like or something yeah. Because you can't, and you never you can't, but will. you can with Death Stranding, and that's what's going to be so interesting. Is this game already looks yeah. phenomenal from the trailers and everything? Yeah, even on just on like a PS4. It's, yeah, and this game's going to be cool. This is cutting edge tech for them. Talk about like set pieces in a game. This game is going to have some just scenes that we're just like, you fucking remember that? <laughs> <laughs> but this is just kind of this is very interesting. Yeah, this is a. So this step is a, the is a, yeah, of a changing Sony, this like is some, a stepping stone. Or yeah, whatever some of you these things, these moves they're making. Do you think uh, this could lead to uh, um, Horizon Zero Dawn being eventually ported I over? I don't know. That's what's so weird. Like, I, how dare you? This <laughs> is this the testing ground? Don't talk I about mean, Aloy like that. The closest example we have is the fact that Quantic Dream, the studio behind Heavy Rain and most recently Detroit Become Human, mm-hmm. beyond that him. was classically a second party studio for Sony, where they are independent. But most of their stuff was going to PlayStation platforms. Heavy Rain is only on PS3 and PS4. Beyond Two Souls, only on PS3 and PS4. Detroit, only on PS4. But now those were all games that had got ports throughout this year to PC. Oh, yeah. Exclusive to Epic Game Store. And it was another instance where, like, no one thought that was ever going to happen. Like, for a long time, Heavy Rain was, like, a showcase title for PS3 that showing, like, the prowess of a developer working so closely with Sony. Mm -hmm. So... The tides are definitely changing, but I don't know if that's enough for God of War 2 or the next Spider-Man to end up on Steam or something. I think the first party stuff might still stay, but maybe Sony's going to be more... Maybe they move into a position like Epic, where they're like, hey, we have this Decima engine. It's awesome. We have the support of a team at Guerrilla Studios and Sony Ice, which is like the the real nitty-gritty tech guys that like help other studios with their like engine problems their and games stuff. And, yeah. I could totally see a future where maybe Sony pulls an Epic and they're just like, hey, we're licensing out Decima Engine and we're working with Epic. We're going to put all, if you're on the game, you get a, we make it easier for you to put your game on Epic Game Store. And then maybe people start going and paying Sony to utilize their engine. That's a great way to hold on to your first party titles, keep your 30% cut when you're selling stuff on your own storefront. Like that's where Epic makes most of their money. It's not the storefront. It's that everyone uses Unreal Engine. All of the marquee titles of the last generation, I'm talking the Batman games, all the Gears of War titles, mm-hmm. like all of the big ones, you could look at a game and know that that and was running on, on Unreal Engine yeah. 3. And we're already there now, too. Unreal Engine 4 is powering everything from fucking Tekken 7 to Snake Pass to Outer Worlds that we're playing right now. Like everything is using Unreal Engine 4 okay. now. Dragon Ball Fighters is using Unreal Engine 4. Gears 4? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Gears yeah. 4 and 5 are both Unreal Engine. Yeah, yeah. Well, 5, uh, excuse me. Well, 4 is as well. They're also on, oh, okay, uh, okay. on Unreal Engine 4. But that that would be interesting if that's the path they choose to go down. And 
maybe that's the way we see Sony start flirting with the PC side of things instead of specifically saying, hey, you can the only next get our stuff. Is, PC. Is, yeah. yeah. That it would be very interesting because, again, Decima is up there with like Unreal Engine, where that is like some of the best technology we've seen in video games. I mean, yeah, just look at the trailers we've seen from Death Stranding and, and Horizon itself. Yes. And, and we've seen how well it scales because Decima powers Killzone, which is a first person shooter, mm-hmm. and also powered Horizon Zero Dawn, which was a massive open world game. So yeah. we know that feature set is there. It will be very interesting to see how this goes forward. I, th- I definitely did not think that this was going to be happening so soon. And especially since compared to like uh, Rockstar that took forever to announce that, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2 is going to come to PC. That's exactly now what they're, I, was I mean, Sony is just going going ahead and, and. Yeah, they're saying not only before it comes out on PS4 that, hey, it's coming next year to PC as well. Exactly. But a week before the review embargo lifts. Really? Because embargoes right. are lifted for the for Death Stranding this week. So next week's episode It'll be on our What's the Score probably where we start talking about what how the reviews are looking as, it, as they're coming in. The copies are out there, but they can't talk about them until no. a week before Death Stranding comes out. But a week is a long time sure. to lift your embargo yeah. for a first-party title like this. So Sony must be feeling pretty confident. Especially one that's so like, oh, what's this game? What's Oh, what's this Yeah, it's yeah. a shrouded Secret. mystery for so yeah, long. Oh, yeah, exactly. yeah. So. There are people out there that know what the fuck Death Stranding is about. Yeah. <laughs> How, they already How much? Know. How much are you guys going to look into this game when it comes out? Like when that stuff starts popping? When the reviews pop- start popping? Not at, all. Not at all. I'm on Media Blackout for Death Stranding now. Okay. Well, that's a lie because I'm going to watch the last trailer that Kojima puts out because... When Ko- when Hideo Kojima puts out a trailer, it's like an event you on its own. Right, but that's yeah. like that's he's not, directing that trailer and sure, stuff. But, but that's not like I'm not reviewing. I'm yeah, not reading not gonna, story that, details. That trailer isn't going to spoil it. I'm going to it. look at what the the Metacritic average is, but mm. I'm not going to read reviews or okay. anything like that. Cool. Um, which will make doing what's the score a little difficult. We'll be playing it a little really? You'll just you'll just also. I'm, just gonna, I'm not going to scroll down past the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stay very high up on that page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next up. The Last of Us Part 2 has been delayed to May 29th, 2020. I brought this up on Slack and they were like, oh, no. And then they were like, oh, wait. Yeah, yeah you're right. Because yeah, yeah, I didn't was, believe you. That was, Twitter, one early, that was one of my early morning stories. Overwatch 2? I woke up out of bed and I was like. That's just like a bad reloading. My machine, brain you know? was still running on the rumor mill from the night yeah, before yeah, yeah, where yeah. people were still like, we don't know what he's talking yeah. about, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, you were, you'd already been up for like three hours. Yeah, so yeah, I'm like, up early. I'd open my phone like. God, Ethan's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm you up, dumb dumb. I'm up then, early, man. So that 3.30, 4 o'clock like, news. I, like my Google alert yeah. popped off and I got a notification. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Damn. But yeah, so this has been delayed. Uh, the original date, of course, was February uh, 20th. That sounds right. Something sure. like that, somewhere around there. So they're, they're only pushing it back a couple of months. The oddest part is that we only just got the release date, the February date, uh, a couple weeks ago during the state of play. That's right. So less than a month after the, they announced the first release date, they've decided to go ahead and push it another three months. And in between that time frame was when they made the announcement about the multiplayer mm-hmm. not being included. So who knows if maybe factions have something to do with that? Who knows? There's a lot of internal plates being juggled at Sony, too, as far as when other games are coming out. I f- it could just be a polishing run. Did they, like Yeah, because have they released another statement? No, well, they, they just put out the first one. That I mean, it's this blog post. Uh, I can go ahead and pull it up. Because, I mean, that, that first statement that they released where it was from the team, it was public, they were pretty clear about they wanted to do factions as its own kind of yeah. Oh, yeah. thing. What I mean is who knows how many of the people that were had been working on factions were part of the, the main Last of Us team but have also been working on factions on the side. And then who knows if maybe the outcry was big enough that 
they kind of took a step back and were like, oh, we didn't realize that maybe this we should was this important this, to people. Yeah. Not, maybe not add it to the game itself, but maybe make sure that Factions shows up sooner than maybe the internal targets were. I don't know. They, I mean, they understood that Factions was important and yeah. that they wanted to do something with it. I think if they were going to make a big change like that, they might release like a small kind of tease at it. Other than that, I think it might just, yeah, like you said, be a polished run. Or maybe they are bringing like teams together to discuss the future and it needed a little more time. I don't sure. Know. Yeah. I don't and it, I mean, Night Dog is not afraid to delay games. Uncharted 4, of yeah. course, like historically had like three or four delays. Mm-hmm. Take as long it as was you supposed need. to come out in 2015, I think, and then ended up coming out like middle of late if it's not 2016. Ready. If it's not ready, if you don't think it's ready, we're not going to think it's yeah, ready. Yeah, because yeah. these games come out and what do people say? Oh my God, this is the most perfect game I've ever played. It looks gorgeous. There's a reason ball. for that. Yeah, and you know, Naughty Dog is the crown prince of Sony's first party studios, without doubt. Between The Last of Us just remastered, not even the original Last of Us release, and Uncharted 4, they sold 25 million copies of those two games combined. So they will put everything that needs to go into The Last of Us to make sure that that Metacritic comes out and it's fucking 98 out of 100 PlayStation 4 swan song kind of shit. But we do have a small statement from uh, Neil Druckmann, the director of The Last of Us Part 2. This is on the PlayStation blog. I know it was just about a month ago when we had our big blowout for the game, letting media play over two hours of it and debuting our new story trailer and revealing the release date. The positive response we saw from our community was overwhelming. You can feel the energy among the team members after working on something for so many years. It's invigorating to get a glimpse of validation for all the hard work. However, it was during the last few weeks as we were closing our out sections of the game that we realized we simply didn't have enough time to bring the entire game up to a level of polish. We would call naughty dog quality. At this point, we were faced with two options compromise parts of the game or get more time. We went with the latter and this new release date allows us to finish everything to our level of satisfaction while also reducing stress on the team. While we're relieved that we won't have to compromise our vision, we're disappointed that we weren't able to avoid this exact situation. We wish we could have foreseen the amount of polish we needed, but the size and scope of this game got the better of us. We hate disappointing our fans and we're sorry. I mean, it's, a, it's pretty cut and dry. This feels like a, like it's very like honest, said, like you know, a polish yeah. run. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And which is fine. Like it, maybe there was, mid parts of the game and very end parts of the game that just didn't have the, the shine and polish like they wanted with other parts yeah. that were, you know, maybe bigger. And again, man, game. that is a tight release window at sure. the beginning of the year. You're, they were going up against final fantasy seven, cyberpunk 2077 a month after that. It also sounds watchdogs, like, but we'll get into that. <laughs> it sounds like they were maybe in a little bit of a slight crunch time and that kind of got the better of them and that they're dialing it back a little bit with that. What does it say? Um, the reducing stress on the team. Yeah. That that's a that's a kind of a like you said, they're you know, they're not one to cut mess around to cut and dry. Yeah. That seems very intentionally to mention that maybe yeah, maybe yeah. they just kind of need to cut back. So Especially they can when you're dealing with a, a treat passionate right. group of people yeah. like that at Naughty Dog, where it's like everyone on that team wanted to hit that February date. Yeah, the the part where after working on something for so many years, like this is not something that they're just trying to, you know, shove out the door. Yeah, exactly. Out. They yeah. they want to make sure that all this work that they put into it is worth it. So this is the exact opposite of a 2K game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is very honest. Pay attention to it. Seems, seems fine. You <laughs> Pay know, attention. Yeah, it's, it's, it would be one thing if this game would, is like steam and hot garbage when it comes up. But let's, I mean, let's be realistic. The odds of that are, are slim and, and slowly being slimmer by like this kind of stuff. Like yeah. They're obviously... And there's plenty of people. What's the first thing you hear about when like a game comes out and there's a big day one patch? Why wasn't it just done on the day when it? Why isn't it on the disc? Why didn't they just delay the game a little bit? So yeah, I don't think anyone's reading this news and thinking, "Oh fuck them." Take the time, 
we're all looking forward to it. It's also again, there's a stacked season of games coming yeah. up between the next like five months. It seems to be the general census. Getting this is a little like, more room to breathe. This room, room to breathe. Your is good. time. She's not ready. Put yeah. her back in yet. Now something Done. else that I saw that is not an official announcement, but something I believe Jason Schreier was talking about was that because of this delay, Sucker Punch has changed the internal projected release date for Ghost of Tsushima. That's right. To make up for it. I did see that got pushed back. Again, that, that's one. We don't have a date other than, I, I don't even think they said 2020. We, we never had a date. We have much on we only that got, We've all. had the one trailer from E3 2017. 2018? 2017? 2017, I want to Because they skipped this year. For all we know, yeah. that game could be a card game now. Like <laughs> It's probably, probably not. It's possible, but probably it not. It could have a card game. In but, uh, Shogi, maybe? Yeah, so supposedly, yeah, that's been pushed back a little bit because Sony's very specific on they don't want they don't compete with themselves. Yeah, they yeah, don't, definitely. Yeah, they've got different internal projections and things like that. And it's so funny too if we if you'd asked me a year ago the order I thought that those three games were coming out: Death Stranding, The Last of Us Part Two, and Ghost of Tsushima. It would not. I would have be been one hundred percent wrong. Yeah, I would have been like, we're obviously getting Ghost of Tsushima first. That game looks like it's almost done. Death Stranding's three years away, <laughs> yes. and then we'll get Last of Us Two in twenty twenty one. That's exactly what I would have told you, and uh, I'm glad no one had me recorded at that time. Uh, <laughs> Next up, Watch Dogs Legion and Rainbow Six Quarantine have both been delayed to increase development time. How many Rainbow Sixes are going on at this point? Well, so this no, is this delayed. Is like, there's only two. There's Rainbow Six Siege. And then Breakpoint. Breakpoint's not Rainbow Six. It's uh, Ghost, Ghost Recon. Recon. Ghost oh. Recon, that's yeah. it. Thank you. Oh, that but that plays into it. So Watch Dogs Legion has been delayed. Ubisoft said in a note to investors this morning, originally given a March 3rd, 2020 launch date. The publisher says it will now show up in its 2020 to 2021 fiscal year, which begins in April. Ubisoft billed the delay as a decision to increase development time. Also delayed into the next fiscal year are Rainbow Six Quarantine. The follow-up to the tactical multiplayer series also announced at E3 2019. Uh, that was the one that you also we saw the trailer for where it's more of like a PVE style of Rainbow Six Siege where you're fighting like zombies. And, OK, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So it, it was less of the PVP so and more is, PVE. This is going to be like, is it still going to be an addition on the Rainbow Six Siege? It's or a whole it, separate game. It's a whole separate yeah. game. Yeah. People even okay. want that? Maybe. I, I, I thought it looked exciting. I liked, I was really hyped when I saw that trailer. People really like the Destiny PVE thing. PVE, mm, that's true. PVP. That's true. The other game being delayed is Gods and Monsters, a new open world role-playing game that seemed to be aimed at a younger audience. And that is being worked on by the same team that did Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, oh, so cool. that was another title I, I thought looked very interesting, and I was excited to see what came of that. Quote, while each of these games already has a strong identity and high potential, we want our teams to have more development time to ensure that their respective innovations are perfectly implemented so as to deliver optimal experiences for gamers. Ubisoft President Yves Gilmont said in the statement, the delay leads a note of overall bad news, which mentions a sharp downward revision in the money Ubisoft expects to make from Ghost Recon Breakpoint, whose aggregate critical scores were well south of mediocre. Breakpoint is stuffed with microtransactions, and Gilmont noted the uh, game has been strongly rejected by a significant portion of the community. Tom Clancy's The Division 2, another open-world live-service third-person shooter with microtransactions that launched back in March, has similarly come in under revenue expectations, Ubisoft said, although to a lesser degree than Breakpoint. So it's delay season, boys. We're pushing everything back. Yep. Uh, I'm kind of sad that Watch Dogs is getting delayed. but Me it, too, dude, because like ever since that first trailer, I mean, Machine Gun Granny got me hyped. If they delayed it because the response to Breakpoint was not what they were expecting with regards to how the microtransaction and live yeah, service stuff was used. Yeah, what were we going to get in Legion? Then, yeah, what was actually in Legion that we didn't see in these trailers? Mm -hmm. So good, I, I would <laughs> say. Like, I, 
again, it's another thing where this is such a busy season of games coming up. I don't mind not getting it to play this right away, especially if it was going to come out and ruin all the goodwill they had generated with Watch Dogs 2. Right. Ghost Recon, I don't care. Or I mean, sorry, Rainbow Six Siege, Quarantine. See? I, don't, I don't care about getting delayed. See, it's all the same. That all... <laughs> Oh, it's just a bunch of word salad over just there. Bullet, bullet gun games. Bullet guns. That is fine. And then Gods and Monsters, honestly, I didn't expect that to come that soon anyway because we hadn't heard anything about it. And the trailer was just like a CGI thing. Right. So it couldn't have been that far along. So it makes sense that that one, they're also looking at how pushing we, back. Yeah. Fix these innovations and stuff. A follow up story to this is a little bit what they were going into at the end of the Polygon article. Ubisoft plummets after slashing its earnings forecast and delaying the release of three games. Uh, Jesus. This is from Business Insider. (laughs) Ubisoft shares plunged 16% on Friday after it released a profit warning, delayed a trio of video games, and announced an overhaul of its development process. The gaming giant behind the Assassin's Creed, Watch Dogs, and Far Cry franchises cut its projected net bookings for the year to March 2020 by more than a third to 1.45 billion euros or US $1.61 billion. That's a weird way to say that. U.S. dollars. And slash its operating profit forecast from 480 million euros to between 20 and 50 million. Ubisoft blamed the downgrades on lower sales expectations for two Tom Clancy games, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, and to a lesser extent, The Division 2. Ubisoft underestimated the difficulty of drumming up interest in a sequel to a live multiplayer game, especially after updating and improving on the original game. The company also realized gameplay innovations need to be perfectly implemented after Breakpoint's changes generated very negative reaction and were strongly rejected by a significant portion of the community. We're not happy with the fact that our decision here impacts significantly the short term of our financials. We're taking then this opportunity to definitely further elevate the quality of our games by coming with stronger identity features and differentiation. Again, take note, 2K. This is what you do. Your game's going to be fucked up. Delay them, okay? Fix your shit. Fix your monitor loot box shit. And, I mean, this makes a really excellent point, too, is that all of Ubisoft's games, you know, we we call them the Ubisoft formula. They're all very similar. They're these open-world titles. Climb up a tower. Hit the checklist. Go to the question mark on the map. Do that over and over for 100 hours Rinse and repeat, yeah. And some of the games grab you, some of them don't. Like, I don't care about Far Cry, but I love Assassin's Creed. Yeah. See where I'm like the opposite. But the live service issue is that, yeah, Ghost Recon Wildlands came out. It was okay. Yeah. It had its falling. There were people that were really into it. I tried playing it for a little bit and it just never captivated yeah, me. Yeah. But as always, the Ubisoft's been really good about supporting those games. They go and they update them. They fix issues with them. They patch them and support them and add content but for Wild a year. Wildlands also didn't have a heavy microtransaction <laughs> element to it, did it? I think it had the typical Ubisoft ones where the time savers where it's okay. like, oh, buy this and you'll get some materials or double XP extra or skill something. points. Yeah, shit like that. Right. But when you work on that and you convince people to stick with your game and you're providing update after update after update to the point where it's like, ooh, it's running really great. Like the Division 2 is in a great place right now for people that want to continue playing. Yeah. There's a ton of stuff to do. The gameplay loop is satisfying. It runs really well. Now, if tomorrow the Division quarantine came out or something... And it's a whole new similar live service game, but you're back at square one again where, oh, there's all these issues. Your shit doesn't transfer. Yeah, Yeah, it's crashing. It's a blah, blah, blah. No shit. No one's going to buy your sequel to the game. That's the issue with Breakpoint. You just got Wildlands to a good point. Yeah. And now you're releasing this other one that is missing features. It's buggy as all hell. Yeah, and it doesn't have the things that are gripping players like there are in Wildlands. The loop is not good. Mm -hmm. So now you want us to buy this game, but then also play it for a year while you fix it. 
and while you cook up the next live service game, the Division Three or some shit like that, <laughs> eventually that bubble's going to burst. And then you have to consider that there's other studios that do the same thing. Ubisoft is not the only one making Ubisoft-style games. Gears of War 5 is a live service game. It's another one. They expect you to play the multiplayer and spend money on microtransactions. Also, don't forget that you're supposed to be playing Apex Legends and the Battle Pass and also play Fortnite with the Battle Pass. And, and PUBG oh, with the Battle Pass. They've all got their own Halloween event that you're supposed to jump. Like, how many of these can coexist at the same time? As many And you're as still necessary. like, yeah, I think you're going to make millions and millions and millions of dollars on of sales every single time these come out. And another thing that they didn't clarify on this is that that means there are now five AAA Ubisoft titles supposedly going to be launched in the 20 and 21 fiscal year. That's, that's a lot. That's crowded, man. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. We've got a new Assassin's Creed that's probably coming. There's a mystery AAA title, which is probably either going to be, if I had to guess, either finally a Splinter Cell title or a revived Prince of Persia of some sort. And then Gods and Monsters, the new Rainbow Six, yeah. and Watch Dogs Legion. So that all five of those. And like, like that's a not, shitload of games to release in one year. Yeah, and like not everyone's going to be able to afford to buy all five of those games and Especially then buy when, microtransactions when on top of them. Open world 100-hour RPGs because yeah. Uvs Gilmont had another interview where someone asked him point blank like is there any chance you guys would start making games that aren't 100 hours long anymore? Like is Assassin's Creed Odyssey the baseline for the amount of content you want in each game now? He was like, "No. We're not going to make smaller games." That's the whole point is we want you to buy one of these games and we want you to have as much fun in this game as five other games or something. We want you in this world for that long. But how many times can you keep putting that out? Yeah. That's what I was asking the whole time I'm playing Odyssey. How is this game so fucking big? Origins came out a year ago. Well, <laughs> that game was even bigger, like well, just as big. So like the thing with like the original Assassin's Creed formula, like those games were considered big for the time. How long did that formula last? Uh, like three did, or four or five? For it the time, I don't think they Unity. were all that big. Uh, I mean, like they were large Italy, games. Venice, or whatever. The, some of those fucking cities were big. Oh, like, you're right. Yeah they, yeah, they were big. I'm thinking like Assassin's Creed One, where I was like, ah, well, well yeah, sure. Super that, big, no, no, no. But well, wasn't there like three separate areas? And yeah, first so like and that, they were all kind of the but same. But you're right. Size. They did pioneer. Yeah, like, they, they got, really they got were bigger. starting to put out a lot of those early and then open by games. what three and. Black Flag, it kind of got stale. They had to try something else, so it's no... And that was within one franchise, yep. and now they've got five. That they're trying to juggle? Every game they want to be the, the same, same thing. Like, come like, on. Why is Ghost Recon the same style of game as Getting Assassin's like Creed anyway? Another thing. Ghost Recon was a tactical military shooter. Why at, is it open world? At one point, does it become like, this is just a skin? This is the same game with a, a different skin exactly. and, and different like, Here's our motive. Ubisoft game. This one, you're in a military suit. And this one, you're in ancient Greece. Yeah. And this one, you're in the but cartoon land. But you do land. the exact same thing. Just change out your fast travel vehicle for you know a horse, a tank, uh, a whatever, a, an eagle. Magical portal or whatever. something. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, eventually, you can only pull the wool over somebody's eyes for so long before they realize, hey, Fuck you! Like, this is the same thing. Hey, this hey. game tastes like shit. <laughs> I think this is a sign of the, the the bottom falling out of the sure. live service just a bit. Because we've been wondering when it's going to happen. Because there's, there's, there's no, just yeah. so many. Not everything can be the game that you devote all of your time to. No. There's just not enough fucking time. It's just not. I think he's going to eat his words on the whole everything's got to be a hundred hour experience and that, but we know we'll that take that's it from not like, true from like even the new modern warfare, you know, weren't the campaigns before, you know, like eight, nine hours or something like that. You know, this new modern warfare dials things back. Hell, Black ops four didn't even have one. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> real quick, real simple. The way we're looking at it too, uh, keep hearing that black ops five may not have one as well. Mm. Oof. We'll see. There's been some issues with that, but next up delay season continues. 
Fallout 76 NPC expansion delayed to 2020 as Bethesda promises more polish for Wastelanders. I'm still talking about this fucking game. To be fair, we are. I don't think we've really talked about Fallout 76 no, like, on the podcast. Just, like, I just, as a, as a I just as a, as, as, a, a as a planet, why are we still giving Bethesda our time and energy with this specific game? Just like Anthem. Fallout 76 is one of the best-selling games of this year. Was it really? Yeah. Is that fiscally true? As far as the number of copies God. and the amount of money they make. God well, damn it's it. It's a Fallout game. I know, you're right. I mean, I understand. It's a Fallout game. Like, yeah. a shit ton of people bought it. Well, I can't God. say anything. Because Xbox with my came with it. Yeah. God like, damn it, sheeple. Yeah, like, what the hell is wrong with you? Remember how quickly the retailers were like, fuck. Yeah. And discounted that Everyone so stopped quick. buying the yeah. game. We need to get, we're giving, you buy a $5 mouse, you're getting a copy of Fallout 76 <laughs> to go with it. But so, my you thing is water? Just, Here's a copy of 76. When your game is so renowned as being bad by the community... How can you just not make it better? It's just like, do the opposite of what you did. <laughs> like, it's not hard. My counter is no one up there is thinking, let's God. make this game worse. <laughs> they like, just don't I know guess, how to make it better. I guess. Fallout 76 is free Wastelanders expansion, which will introduce human NPCs written in the style of the mainline RPGs, has been pushed back to the first quarter of 2020. It was originally scheduled to launch this fall, but Bethesda says it needs extra time in the oven because of how big it's become. Also, first quarter could be like fucking March. Quote, we're excited about how Wastelanders is coming together, but it's going to need more time to be the best, most polished update it can be, so we are delaying its release to Q1 next year, Bethesda said in a blog post. We've continued to reevaluate and change our processes to make sure that... You know what? I'm not even going to read the rest of this. You know what it says. Yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. And it's funny because it says essentially what Naughty Dog said about The Last of Us Part 2, but they don't release garbage over and over and over again. <laughs> this, is the, this is a little something we call trust, Bethesda. You have no trust with people right now. A Q1 release date could be anything from January 1st to March 30th, as our expert business advisor, Ethan Newbolt, said. So for now, let's just split the difference and optimistically bet on the late February 2020. After the many, many bugs Fallout 76 players have encountered in the past, I don't think many people will be bothered by a four-ish month delay if it leads to a more polished update. I mean, he's not wrong. The addition of human NPCs and Wastelanders headlining feature, but it's far from the only thing coming in the expansion. At E3 2019, Bethesda said it was kicking off a new era for Fallout 76 that focuses on people and factions working together to reclaim the surface. Like previous Fallout games, these characters must have their own stories and goals, said co-studio director Tom Mustaine. Nice. It's a strong name, Tom. It's up to you to choose how to interact with them and live with those consequences. Our follow-up story. Since they delayed Wastelanders, we got to start generating more money for our game that <laughs> oh, no one wait, wants to play. did that happen first yes. and then yes. this yes. happened? Yes. Oh, okay. It's all coming together yeah. now. <laughs> Fallout 76 now has a $100 a year subscription service Ugh. called Fallout First. This is what they needed the polish for? Fallout 76 has revealed a new subscription service, Fallout First, which allows players to play alone in private worlds, among other things. Launching today and priced at $12.99 a month or $99.99 a year, Bethesda explains that a Fallout First membership gets you private worlds for yourself and up to seven friends, except it doesn't really, a mm -hmm. scrap box with unlimited storage for crafting and materials that seems to eat everything you put into it, a survival <laughs> tent that acts as a placeable fast travel point that only works half the time, 1,650 atoms a month for the game shop, which had a lot of its items increased in value oh or in cost, God. an exclusive ranger armor outfit, which apparently breaks all canon storytelling with Fallout because the rangers didn't exist at this time in the game, because oh, this wow. is like 15 years after the apocalypse or whatever, and that uh -huh. group doesn't show yeah. up until like 80 oh, later, uh, and unique icons and emotes. I think that part works. <laughs> Only the owner of a private world has to be a Fallout First member. The seven other friends can be regular players. 
although the world will only stay active if at least one player is a first subscriber. Only existing characters can join a private world. Private worlds will have the same rule set as the public adventure mode can't currently be changed. However, Bethesda promises that private worlds will get more features in the future, including the possibility of mod support. So if your buddy has to go to bed and he's like the first member or whatever, everybody has to stop playing that world. Yes. Okay. Just yeah. so I'm just just making sure I understand. Next, I got a, a post from uh, Brian over at PS4 Trophies. I love Brian, by the way. His Twitter account is very awesome, and he makes a lot of great tutorial guides. If you're a trophy hunter out there, shout out to Brian. Shout out to Brian. Bethesda has lost their minds if they think they can oh charge more per month so than the right. following. PlayStation Plus is $10 a month. PlayStation Now is $10 a month. So is Xbox Game Pass and Stadia Pro. EA Access is only $5 a month. Really? Netflix Basic is 9 Hulu Premium is 12 and Disney Plus will be $7. Bethesda's Fallout first subscription is $13 a month, <laughs> and you still have to buy the game on top of that. Are That's you right. out of your yeah. mind? Like, seriously? Honestly, I'm surprised all that's more expensive than fucking Disney Plus because with the shit that they've got, it's like they should be the top with like 12 or something out of their fucking minds. Yeah. Insanity. Muff cabbage. It's absolutely crazy. <laughs> the Fallout 76 news continues. Fallout 76's premium private servers are not private and it's scrap scrap box. Scrap box. Scrap is deleting scrap. The gaming industry is still trying to wrap its collective head around the sheer hilarious audacity of Bethesda charging $13 a month or $100 a year for a premium Fallout 76 subscription service. Fallout 76 was a notoriously broken game at launch, but over time fixed itself and added content until it created a niche little community or a nice little niche community. There is that we go. true? Yeah. yeah. People like still said, play this people game. People bought the game. Okay. There's a subreddit. People play it. People bought Fallout first. That's how somebody found out it's broken because someone paid for it. Yep. God, morons. So true. <laughs> Somebody had to do it. A nice little niche community that Bethesda would now like more money from. Oh, I knew that at least some segment of the population, however small, would indeed sign up for Fallout first. As again, some people are really into it now, but many of them are already regretting doing so. There have been some issues with the promised exclusive content in this premium subscription, namely the introduction of private servers and an unlimited scrap box to hold all your junk. Players are finding that a newly created world they might be heading into is not actually new at all. Players are reporting dead NPCs in looted areas when they get there, implying that they are not actually new instances, but instead reused old instances masquerading as brand new private worlds. <laughs> the private aspect is up for debate, too. What? Players with big friends lists, i.e. merchants who sell players goods in the game, are finding that they can't prevent people from joining their private servers where they just want to relax and play by themselves or with a few friends. Without some sort of invisible mode, other players can see your instance and join it. So you know how you can see what people are playing in your game? It has like the join game. You can just jump right in. <laughs> so if you had a like players met list on PS4 or wow. Xbox. Anybody could just join in. You can just fucking join in yeah. any server. There's no block to like say, oh, you're not on the list. There's no bouncer at the it's not like you think it would be invite to Only, get to it. Yeah, yeah not like yeah, just like a joinable. Yeah. Quick 3 had this figured out in 1999 Damn. with their servers. You could just say, I need a password. You give a password to whoever you wanted in. If you were looking forward to the unlimited storage of scrap in Fallout 76 with the new scrap box perk, you definitely don't want to be using it just yet. Multiple <laughs> players are reporting that they have deposited hundreds of units into the scrap of these new boxes, only to find the boxes eaten it. The scrap disappears from the instance and can't be found again by re-logging in or anything. It's just gone. Players are not amused at the 
fact that they now have paid for the privilege of losing all of their materials. <laughs> and so far, there does not even seem to be a way to recover any of this. So don't use these boxes until there's a clear fix. Wow. Hey, we're sorry you lost your three months of uh, scrap work. Uh, here's some Adam. Uh, it's just when it rains, it fucking pours for Bethesda. That, it's not even this. It, like, this is a hurricane at this point. Like, this is a tsunami. Like, the news from this one game has just been. We have three news articles this week. <laughs> How long? When did this game launch? It's about a Close year. Close to a year ago now, yeah. I think. So it's it's just like astounding that how can you get things so wrong when you're trying to we assume welcome like, to Bethesda games. Uh, just and it's just amazing that people are still playing it and are willing to put more money into it. And Remember everything. when they made Skyrim? Like we were sucking their oh, I know. dicks. Yeah. Dude, it's funny so you mentioned that. Hard. Anyone who is still looking forward to Elder Scrolls Six at this oh point it, their needs trust to get their expectations way oh down. God. Yeah, or what's their other big one? It's like Star- Starfield. Yeah. is like a codename game. I don't know what the fuck is happening over there. I just don't understand. Uh, we got two more news stories. Is it from this? No, it's no. like Jesus. no more Fallout Seventy Six. No more Fallout Seventy Six. But something just as stupid. Google says you might have to wait to play Stadia even if you pre-order. When Google announced that its Stadia cloud service would be launching November 19th, we thought that meant that those who shelled out $130 for a Founders Edition would get to play it right away. And when the company announced it was replacing the sold-out Founders Edition with a new Premier Edition earlier today, the question was, would Premier Edition buyers get to play on November 19th too? Today, Google tells The Verge that neither set of buyers will necessarily be able to play at 9 a.m. Pacific time on November 19th, the moment that Stadia launches, because Google shipping out kits in the order they were received, and the new Premier Edition apparently won't have shipped by that date. Google pointed us to its blog post from last week, and sure enough, it technically says that Founders Edition will only start arriving on November 19th, and that you might only get to start playing at 9 a.m. that day if you were one of the first gamers who pre-ordered it. (laughs) This means that if you ordered a $130 Founders Edition, I like that they keep specifying how much you spent on this digital waiting list? Founders Edition's more recently, which give you Founders Edition only dark blue controller pictured above, a coveted Founders badge on your account, and the ability to gift a three-month pass to a friend and a chance to secure a unique Stadia username, you might not get it on day one. You might not have too long to wait, though. Google tells us it's expecting that the Founders Edition and Premier Editions to be delivered within the first two weeks of launch, and that looks likely based on the messages we see when we try to order a Premier Edition right now. Google's online source shows that if you ordered a Premier Edition today, it would ship sometime in November, even if you don't pay for the expedited shipping. Stadia will launch more broadly in 2020 for Chrome web browsers, laptops, tablets, and Pixel phones, you won't need to buy the Founders Edition or Premier Edition kit if you're willing to wait. So no day one delivery for Stadia. This is going to be like such a shit show. Whatever happens this is uh, going to be terrible. I want this. I have this. Money, please. Here, money. Here, thing I have that you want. Done. Thing work. Hey. Fuck, fuck you. <laughs> like, like, I don't like. Why is this so hard to just release a? Like working product, I, I, maybe it's just me. I maybe. mean, do you think this kind of goes back to like the delay issue with Last of Us and uh, Watch oh, Dogs Legion? Google just wants to get it right. Yeah. It sounds like a logistical fuck up. If they didn't know that they were going to need to ship these out earlier than they are, like, I don't know. Like, they, there's not that many of these fucking things out here. Microsoft sells like, a, how many fucking PlayStation 4s were sold day one? Like millions of units yeah. on the first day. There's no way that Google Stadia has sold millions of pre-orders for this fucking thing. How many pre-orders do you think they've had? Oh, I wouldn't even begin to guess. I mean, you know what? Fuck it. Here's what we're going to say. If they actually put out numbers, I'm going to say the first two months, 200,000 units. 
That's what I, I was thinking, thinking about that as well. That's what I'm going to guess. I'm going to say 000. within by two months, they'll probably announce and it might be something like 200,000. I'll say 150. I can't imagine it's a million fucking units. No. Like I, I don't said, know anyone that's talking about this. I haven't seen a commercial. They got ads for like the Pixel phone and shit. I haven't seen a fucking ad for Stadia. Uh, there's no way. There's 20, no fucking way. 20 billion unions. 20 billion. That's Ethan's guess. We'll see. I mean, prize the right rules, though, say that you're likely to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Closest without going over. High risk, high reward. It was actually 21 billion. Uh. Damn it. <laughs> so close. Next up, and our final news story. I actually could have done this last week, and I forgot about it. That's we're going to okay. go over the... Because yeah, st- we forgot to mention something when we were talking about what we played this week. We played The Division 2. Oh yeah. yeah, I played all of that. The episodes that are out and that got the Josh's trophies fault. for it, and and I played a lot of a little bit of it, and that was really it. That's all I want to say. Drew didn't put it in the dock. He didn't play anything this week. I forgot and then, uh, to put it. And in he the, put I in. Can't, I, can't, I got two trophies for it. I played like three missions. Did you beat all the Pentagon shit? Yeah. Okay. Betty, I beat it all. Do you remember that drone boss I was telling you about? Yes. Wasn't that annoying as fuck? Uh, yeah, it was all right though. I don't know. It wasn't that bad. I w- I just wish I could have been able to like disable it because it had like the the red. Things on the wings. Mm-hmm. I thought you could like injure it, but it just kept fucking no. going. Yeah, it just yeah. kept going. That's pretty dumb. Yeah. yeah. News. Back to the news. Our final news story. September 2019's NPD list is out. Neil Patrick. Harris? Unsurprisingly, it's NBA, NBA 2K20 and Borderlands 3 topped the charts for the month of September. Consumer spending on video games continued to decline in the United States in September, according to the industry tracking firm, the NPD Group. But fans still showed up for some of the big releases, including the doubleheader of NBA 2K20 and Borderlands 3 from publisher Take-Two Interactive. So we got a list of the software sales for the entire month. Going to go through those real quick. A lot of them are pretty expected. Number one for the month of September was NBA 2K20. Is that the one with the roulette wheel? I know it's the one that also has like the atrocious story mode as well with like the really bad acting from the NBA. Yeah. There's no way it's any worse than like fucking Tony Hawk's underground or whatever where fucking bam margera shows up in the story he's like hey man you want to get you want to sign on to my my, go, my label you man. Go beat up my naked dad <laughs> <laughs> number two borderlands three number three fifa 20 nice number four the legend of zelda links awakening of course Cute. number five madden nfl 20 number six tom clancy's ghost recon breakpoint so it didn't even break top five gears five was number seven and then there's a note on here that that does not include the Steam digital sales. That's just Xbox and uh, Microsoft Store. Yeah. Number eight, Code Vein. Hmm. Better than I thought. Nice. Good to see some anime titties Heck in yeah, there. Yeah, go Bandai. Number nine, NHL 20. So oh, on this really? list, NHL. NBA 20, FIFA 20, Madden NFL 20, That's NHL like 20. 60% like sports games. And number 10, Mario Kart 8. Nice. That's <laughs> awesome. Mario coming in at the end. And you know what? Just because the bottom 10 Yahoo. is interesting too, we're going to go for those. Number 11, Minecraft. What? Yeah, that's and that's only the digital sales for PS4 uh, and Xbox One. Oh, and this is so for to a number eleven. This is for best-selling software for the month of September in 2019. Yep. Yeah, Minecraft. dude, Minecraft still sells. The number fuck? twelve, Grand Theft Auto Five. Yep, that still sells too. I believe that. Yeah, that makes. Number sense. thirteen, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Nice. Number fourteen, Spyro Reignited Trilogy. Awesome. Number fifteen, Red Dead Redemption Two. Dope. Yeah. Number sixteen, Rainbow Six Siege. Number okay. seventeen, Plants vs Zombies: Battle for Neighborville. Really? Number eighteen, Marvel's Spider-Man mobile game. Number nineteen, Catherine, which just got its yeah, remaster full, full on body PS4. Remaster. Or so something. I want to pick that up. And at number twenty, The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. <laughs> what? Zelda game, man. Nintendo Dude, games never stop when selling. When did Breath of the Wild come out? I'm sorry, it's, I it know came I out when the Nintendo Switch came out. March. Holy shit! March twenty seventeen. Yeah. 
Good for you, Breath of the Wild. Still top twenty. Good it, for you. It has not left the well, top how twenty long did since GTA it came 5 out. Come out. Yeah, yeah, GTA Five has been out since two thousand thirteen. But they, uh, so is this software as based on like the actual game? Yeah, or just like software sales, digital and physical, unless otherwise noted. And that it's not just like oh, I bought this much money for Grand no, Theft Auto. You bought a new like a new copy of Grand Theft Auto Five wow. at whatever price. It sure, was sure. Yeah. So these aren't numbers in as far yeah, as yeah, like yeah, dollar yeah. sales. It's just how many units were sold. Because yeah. yeah, some of those games are yeah like 30, 40 bucks now. They did take a minute to note Gears Five debuting at number seven may seem disappointing at first, but it's important to remember that it's part of Microsoft Xbox's Game Pass subscription program. Like Drew said, yeah, that's another clarification that yeah, it doesn't include how many people downloaded it through Game Pass. Those sales are obviously going to go down. If little, you can get they're a little for, skewed. Yeah, yeah you can get it. Game Pass are so cheap. Yeah. Why would that's still the thing I can't come to terms with? Like, who's buying the games that are on Game Pass if they're on Game Pass? Didn't yeah, he, that's what I, I was don't see about. that. Didn't, we, didn't somebody have a quote about that? Like, he didn't he explain that? Yeah, somebody. I think it was Phil Spencer. They're like, now. oh, they're buying more games. I'm like, ah, show me the numbers. You guys don't release numbers anymore, so yep. I don't. I'm supposed to take your word. It really doesn't make like any sense. Like, yeah. why would you if you have all your your big games for free? For uh, yeah, and when you get AAA titles like Gears of War five, even four was a release on uh, Games Pass, and that's why I want them to just say how many people are subscribed to Game Pass like right now, because then you can do that math. It has to be like ninety eight percent, like maybe not that high, but. You're, you're talking in the tens of millions of people it, it would have to be to make up for. I mean, for lost, Gears Five. That's what I'm selling. saying. It has to be in the at minimum ninety, the nineties. Like almost everybody that has like an Xbox that has access to Game Pass has to have this. Like well, that's well, even then you don't even have to have an Xbox. People on PC have Game Pass. Uh, okay, as well, yeah. that even yeah. more so. True. Yeah, like yeah. That, it, it doesn't make sense otherwise. Like you said, like. Uh, ow! Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I really hope someday we get those numbers because that would. The nerd in me really just, I want to know. I want to know. I Tell want me to how see, many people downloaded the, Gears 5. Show me the receipts. <laughs> show me the receipts. Now, we also have an updated list for the top 10 best-selling games of 2019 so far. If y'all will remember, the last time we talked about this, Kingdom Hearts was like number two. Mortal Kombat 11, it just came out, knocked it down to number two, and it was sure. number one. The list is as follows. The number one best-selling game of 2019 now is NBA 2K20. Fuck. And that's as of now. And it came out late September. It has already sold more copies than Mortal Kombat 11, which is number two, Borderlands 3, number three, Madden NFL 20, Kingdom Hearts 3, Tom Clancy's The Division 2, Anthem, still in the seventh best-selling game of 2019. Damn. That's their own fault. That's a... Absurd number. That's their own fucking it's absurd fault. number. They deserve how shit that they game deserve, is. Yeah, they deserve but that. it's in the top ten. That's what's so fucked up. That game fucking sucks. Open your eyes, people. <laughs> yeah, it fucking sucks. Number eight, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Nice. Number nine, Resident Evil Two. Cool. And number ten, best-selling game of 2019 so far, Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> it never leaves the top ten. <laughs> it never does. We're gonna be 70 years old. <laughs> Did you see that new GTA? Final <laughs> Fantasy 37. They put robot hookers in Grand Theft Auto Grand 5 Theft now. <laughs> Six wasn't my jam. You, you, know? can, you can hook it up into your penis now. <laughs> that rock star really knows what they're doing. Boys, that was all the news. Yep. Exciting. Cut all that out. I'm going to cut everything out. That's I'm going to cut the whole episode. I'm gonna. It's going to open up with the intro. I'm going to come back to Boys, that's all the news. Again? <laughs> do it all over again, see if we can get a one take. That was a solid episode. I appreciate it. Yeah, we had some technical issues. Hopefully, you don't hear you too much of that on your end. Anything. If I do my job Travis, right, you'll yeah. never know yeah. until you get to the end of the episode and you hear me say it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was episode 22 of the Absent Minded Podcast. We appreciate you listening to us solid. all the way to the end. You can always go to AbsentMindedPodcast.com where you can catch all of our backlog episodes our entire side series, Absent-Minded Watches, 
Yeah, I host that. I believe our latest episode, by the time you hear this, will be Laura Croft, Tomb Raider's Cradle of Life. Oh, man. She punches a shark. It's great. Go watch it. Yeah, that will be the latest listen. one. We won't post one yeah, House before of Dead's this next, comes that's, out. That's yeah, a week yeah. from now. Okay. While you're there, you can always find us on all those podcast platforms of your choice and leave us reviews there, especially on iTunes. That's the biggest one. You leave an iTunes review and you take a screenshot of it and you send it to me, I will Venmo you <laughs> nothing, but I will text you a thank you personally. I will do that. So they're going to get your phone number. Anyone who probably hits me up with that <laughs> screenshot probably had my phone number anyway. Like, Why there? Also, you can go to the <laughs> leave us a voice message. Tell us what you want to hear on the show. Tell us what you wa- don't want to hear. If you hate what's the score. Yes, please give us some feedback. Suck, but I want to hear you tell me that. Maybe, you know, maybe we'll toss what's the score. Give us we'll some suggestions. That, that you maybe like. you come up with a game and yeah, you tell you us. You tell us what's yeah, so you the you're so great. So great. Well, you put it to that <laughs> you, every you, once in a while. You definitely think you're better than me. Stop berating our <laughs> listeners. They started it. Why are they, <laughs> why are they You can also use the listener support program to donate $1, $5, or $10. Or $20. No, you can't. Yeah. I don't think ah, you can. Still not a $20? I don't think you can do it. Fuck. That's it, guys. Oh, uh... Appreciate follow, y'all fo- listening. Follow me at. Uh, oh yeah, follow us on yeah, all the socials. I can't remember follow if, we, if we said my tag because I think I cut you off at the beginning. I always I, say the tag. Yeah, he always does. Oh, does yeah. Okay, well, cool. at Soulsbjorn. Yeah, just at, in case. At Soulsbjorn. Hopefully, some streams will be coming your way soon. And to finish that Red Dead, I swear to fucking God, I'm gonna swing it, spin it, finish <laughs> that fucking Red Dead. Arthur Morgan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And you can find me at uh, Angelo's Video Games on Twitch and Instagram. But not on PS4. No, it's Andrew Loves Games on yeah, PS4. Yeah, it is. What I see. Well, that's it, guys. Take care. Appreciate you. Bye.